Hello, listening people. Hello! You are listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Slowinski. And I'm the co-host. And that's it. You're not getting any introduction, you are. Um, we're called Spit and Polish, likingly because we're always spitting, and we both happen to be Polish, as you could tell by our names. Uh, you know... We're both Polish and I'm Bartek. Are you? Yep. No, no, you, I'm gonna edit that out. Uh, we didn't, we didn't mention the third part of our name, uh, presents, because we like presents. Yeah. And it's December. It's, it's December, so it's presents time. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, on Unappreciated Masterpieces, what do we do, Bartek? Um, on Unappreciated Masterpieces, we find movies. That is the core of what we do, but obviously there's more details to that. We're like the archaeologists of film. The archaeologists of film? I would say that is true. Though we don't so much, you know, look into ruins as we do... Uh, Some people would call these films ruins. <laughs> oh, I was talking about like places you'd find the films rather than the films themselves. They're, they're, the, the films are like the treasures. Yeah, the Archaeological exactly. discoveries. Um, but th- of these uh, discoveries, they're ones that you won't wouldn't read about in the Bible or anything like that. You won't you won't find movies like Surf Ninjas in the Book of Exodus or whatever. No, I'd find it in the Book of Job. Book of Job, <laughs> the one where God and Satan have a deal that uh yeah that just casually that, happens. <laughs> the deal yeah. where a really faithful guy, if God fucks up his life, he'll still be faithful. Yeah, that's where we'll find that. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. But look, these movies, the ones that are unappreciated, maybe once were appreciated and now aren't, maybe ones that just were never appreciated, maybe ones that are unheard of, maybe ones that were in cinemas four freaking months ago. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what it could be? So, yeah, we do feature-length audio commentaries for movies that seemingly don't deserve to be talked about, but that's where we disagree. We say no. People have put the time and effort into creating a piece of work, a masterpiece, and unfortunately the society we live in has not appreciated the piece of work created for them. We say no. We say no to you general people. Get your priorities straight. (laughs) Regardless of what the movie Yes Man has taught us, no (laughs) means no. No means no. Yeah, yeah. Yes, man. Whether that will be on this show one day, we'll never know. Maybe I would say no. I like it, but uh, okay. Uh, so, Bartek, what is the unappreciated masterpiece we're doing today? Ryan, the movie that we are doing today, it is an unappreciated masterpiece, sorry to not use that word, um, is Jevienge Jemotov. Oh. This is embarrassing. I don't speak Polish, so... Like, I am Polish. I, I just didn't get the luxury of knowing any of the vernacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know what we're watching. Uh, I imagine you spoke Polish to me right now. Yeah. You know, we've been doing this show for over a year, and I still have not picked up any Polish. Oh, <laughs> uh, I... Well, your money is in Polish? No. Oh. We did a show a few years ago where I said money in Polish. And oh, everyone, I can't and Everyone remember. liked it. Is it is it chain? No, that's Cantonese. <laughs> no, <laughs> Ryan speaks Cantonese. Apparently. Yeah. What are we watching? We are watching not one, not two, not three, not five, not seven, not six, not four, but nine lives. I thought say you skipped four, and I was like, are we doing four? I was referencing something, and then I stopped referencing it, and then I decided to say all the other numbers. So we're watching Nine Lives from 2016. That's right. The dumpster fire that is 2016. But 
and that's just because of real life events that doesn't reflect on the cinematic landscape and hey it's, this is the most recent movie we have covered on the show. Like, this only came out a few months ago. We've said that a few times, but the more you say it, the more it becomes crazy, because it means you could be having more recent. Yeah, exactly. Like, when they listen to this in 2020, they'll be like, that was, like, four years ago. But, Ryan, you know, they'll have 2020 vision. Oh, That's a little you. joke for people. That's a joke. So, if you worked in a cat pun in there, then everything would have been perfect. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's oh, meow. He's, uh, we'll get to that. Um, so, Nine Lives... Meow mistake. Nine Lives is a 2016 uh, cinematic classic. And uh, now, before we even start the film... Let's, I, yeah, let's I, I hear you going there, out there, audience. Where's, oh, where's your guest? Yeah. Well, we don't... You know what happened? We had a guest on the show. We had one. She She's a great friend of ours... She was on for a previous movie that we did on the show called The Shaggy Dog. Oh, in which, In which uh, Tim Allen turns into a dog in that movie. We asked our friend Kate Dyer to come on the show. She was driving here, and, and she got into an accident, and she woke up in the body of a cat. Mm-hmm. And I hate cats. So and, I'm cat, I just and I'm a cat whisperer. And I just wouldn't let her into my house. I don't like cats. Uh, spoiler alert, I don't really care for cats. Uh, and this is a cat movie. And, and also, the other question I hear you saying is, guys, if you're diehard fans, guys, you did a dog month a while back where you did nothing but dog-related movies for an entire month. Is this the start of cat month? No. Nah. I hate cats. <laughs> I love cats, but when you put us together, it just... And cat movies to... Cat movies aren't that prevalent in comparison to dog movies. Excuse me, have you not seen Cat in the Hat? Uh, and uh, Cats vs. Dogs, or Cats and Dogs. Well, that's that's copping out, because that's like dogs as well. Yeah, and they're the main heroes of the movie. Yeah. So, um... Grumpy Cat? Oh, but that's a made-for-TV, I think. Puss in Boots. There we go. I haven't so, seen it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, get your copy. Yeah, that's right. You can have a copy of... Uh, is it out yet? It is out. Okay. It is out. Um, especially in America. It never came out to Australian cinemas. I checked. I wanted to see it. So, get your copy of the 2016 Kevin Spacey, Jennifer Garner, and Christopher Walken classic, directed by Barry Summerfield, who did the Men in Black movies, uh, Nine Lives. I'm going to start this in three... Two, one, play. So, first thing we should mention is that, uh, much like with the classic movie Troll Two, don't be deceived into thinking that this is an American movie. No, it's it's Eurocorp. Yeah, it's actually a French. Yeah, movie. Luc Besson. Yes, well, just like Luc Besson, just like. No, it's his. It's his. It's his. His company. It's his company. You know, Luc Besson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's his. Oh, okay. It's his production company. Yeah, I know something, Vartek. Fuck you. Yeah, good good smarts. In case you don't know who Luc Besson is, everyone, um, he is the great filmmaker behind uh, possibly the best Chris Tucker movie, Fifth Element. And he also made uh, Lucy. Oliver hates that film. I don't know who Oliver is, but I loved Lucy. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, love Lucy. Get it, made, the TV show. He also made that... Uh, Leon the Professional. Leon the Professional. Excellent movie. Yeah, if you like professionals, then check out Leon. He's really good. But I, th- I think we should just mention what we're watching right now. It's Cats. A, it's all the cat videos. The famous cat videos, I think. Now, this scared me. This woman 
yeah. where she's convinced that this is her son has come back to her as a cat. Oh, that's foreshadowing, isn't it? It's foreshadowing, but we never come back to her ever again. Mm-hmm. And it, was that from a documentary about cats? No, I think... Like, I think or was she just talking to herself? I think that was a public service announcement that some people... Um, just don't like... So, wait, wait. Some people... Hmm? I'm very confused already. The movie hasn't even begun. So, wait... You're thinking it's a public service announcement for who? Well, it's for the audience, just to establish there exist people in this world who uh, hang their emotional stability onto cats. So is this, like, a story... Because it's narrated and at the start and at the end, like, properly. Like, he does voice work throughout the movie Kevin Spacey, but is this a story told in reflection? I was like, oh, that time I became a cat. It could be. I, I was just talking about the the lady with Marcel the cat. But, yeah, but like, but yeah. no, like, do you think Kevin Spacey being this rich guy has put together? Wait a moment. Do, do you think Kevin? Oh my god, I got this. I got okay, this. Kevin Spacey's character, who's um Tom Brand, uh-huh. has become a cat. He's gone through this entire experience, and then afterwards has made a movie about his own experience and he's got this woman to be like back him up and that things bad shit happens to people like like I'm not crazy there's an Asian woman here who also knows about the cat uh, and the only people who would let him make this movie were Luke Besson and the Men in Black guy <laughs> and Kevin Spacey well I th- well, well, we're only a few minutes into the episode and I think you've got it figured out <laughs> alright thanks for listening guys yes. shut off so this is a film. Yeah. That got made. That's the best part of these these movies, is someone made this. Mm. And not only did someone, big people made this. Like, if you said to me this movie came out from the Disney Corporation in 2004, I would definitely believe you. But it's kind of hard to comprehend that a movie of this caliber, mm. of such a nostalgic throwback unabashedly so like it's not a movie that is like say um 21 jump street where it's like self-awarely on purposely designed in this ludicrous manner to be like this haha tongue-in-cheek this is on purposely designed to be a genuine throwback to the kind of 2003 2004 2005 era disney live action movies even though this is not disney Mm. this is luke Besson. so thanks luke yeah, it's France, not America. It is France, Erica. France, Erica. So, what do you... Th- now, we've got to cover this, Bartek. We've done the episode on the Shaggy Dog. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the Shaggy Dog story, but with a cat. That was from Dog Month. That Shaggy was Dog. from Dog Month. The Tim Allen Shaggy Dog, of course. Would you be the type of person to draw comparisons between the two? I mean, simply by... If you were to make a one-sentence synopsis, you would probably... And you're familiar with both films, Hmm. it'd probably be kind of unavoidable to at least have it cross your mind. I don't don't agree with that. Not at all. I mean, if you had to do your synopsis of Shaggy Dog and Nine Lives, they're very different. Shaggy Dog. Corporate business dad spends too much time at work to look after his children and thus accidentally becomes a dog and learns the true meaning of love and family while this movie is completely different corporate business owner dad 
is too busy to look after his children and treat them with love and accidentally becomes a cat and learns the true meaning of family and love. But both of them are different movies, Parsec. Completely different. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm looking for the YouTube comment that basically says exactly what you just said. Well, they're completely different. <laughs> but, so look, One was with Tim Allen and one's with Oscar-winning actor Kevin Spacey. It's actually very similar. Like here, alright. So, initial comment. A person commented, Shaggy dog much? And the response was, What are you talking about? Tim was a dog, Kevin is a cat. It's like apples and oranges. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Yeah. <laughs> it's like cats and dogs. So like I said, <laughs> I, what I said was, it wouldn't be crazy to at least think it, but would I actually uh, sell this movie as just being Shaggy Dog again? I would not. This mm. movie has its own identity. This movie is a movie. It is, yeah. And so Shaggy Dog. And that's where we're going to stop talking about Shaggy Dog, because this is Nine Lives, damn it. Mm-hmm. Now, Bartek, that's I said, you know, I, I tried to find this in the cinema. Now, my journey with this movie... Usually we ask each other, and our guest, who couldn't be here today because they're a cat. Yeah. Um, What's your background with this movie? Since this movie's so recent, everyone's background is the same, which is, oh, it came out this year. Like, that's it. Like, whether you saw it or not is the definitive thing, really. Yeah. With this. I didn't see it in the cinema, and you didn't see it in the cinema. No, earlier this year, I think it might have been around the time we did the Shaggy Dog episode, you showed me a trailer for this, and I just sort of kept it in the back of my mind, but didn't really think about it. And then when you mentioned Nine Lives the other day, I instantly knew what you were talking about, even though I hadn't thought about it. I, my background with this is actually a journey. Mm Mm-hmm. I saw the trailer for this, and like most people who saw the trailer for this, thought, oh, this is a joke. This has got to be... This is hilarious. There are comments like that coming. This is hilarious. (laughs) Like, is this a funny or die video? Like, because the trailer is so ludicrous. Like, it's so ludicrous. And the fact of the matter is, we are beyond... The general mass is beyond this type of movie now. That's the real answer to why this is unappreciated. I'm just saying that right off the gate. This movie is beyond its time. It is a movie of the past made in the present. When we see a movie trailer for a movie in 2016, a year in which, you know, the big movies are these dark, brooding kind of superhero movies or, or they're the... You know, they're the Pixar animated Disney affair. You know, like, all of them are a level of pristine or whatever. And then you see this, where it's just like, but the guy who brought you X, but like, but the guy who brought you, you know, Men in Black, Kevin Spacey, you know, the Academy Award winning House of Cards nominee, you know, like, acclaimed actor is a cat. It's kind of a joke in itself. Yeah, but there are definitely in the comments going to be South Park references. But that's... <laughs> I'm so happy about that. Yeah. But that's the thing. Um, Just because this yeah. movie has the trailer doesn't mean that it should be overlooked. Because that's the thing. This movie, unlike those superhero movies, unlike those Pixar movies, is original, unique. It is its own property. It's 
willing to introduce us to new characters we haven't seen before. This isn't a sequel. This isn't a remake. This is something new. Even though it's borrowing and taking a lot of old tropes and cliches and ideas, it is a breath of fresh air in the year of 2016, which I must say I've seen a lot of movies and all of them are... All of them have, mainly all of them have been sequels or remakes or reimaginings or, or blood relatives of other movies. And it's just like, it's so refreshing just to have this. Banjo-Kazooie would be proud. Now, I know that's a pretty random thing to say, but I think I figured out that also this film is stealthily a kind of fuck you to Microsoft. How so? So, Banjo-Kazooie was a <laughs> Nintendo 64 game made by a company called Rareware. Oh, it made yeah. a lot of great games, including Donkey Kong 64, but that's... Well, that, this isn't the episode where we talk about Donkey Kong again. No. Um, or Diddy Kong. Or Diddy Kong, or any Kongs. Not even King Kong. Or Ding Dong. Um, so they had great games on the N64, then Microsoft bought out the company, and they made a sequel on the Xbox 360 called Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Mm. Now, do you know what kind of game Banjo-Kazooie is? Uh, I, I played Banjo-Kazooie, but I can't remember. Is it like a platformer? Isn't it's it? a platformer. Also, like a collect-a-thon kind of game. Kind of like Crash Bandicoot, yeah? Yeah. Um, you know how it's a platformer and you yeah, crack it's, stuff? Yeah, it's more comparable and... to Mario 64, I reckon. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, But when it came out on the 360... It was in an era where collectathons weren't really as big anymore, and the Microsoft, I think, made the people who made the game also like New Age Rareware, uh, kind of poke fun at Banjo's roots. So I think there's a point really early in the game where they just scatter a bunch of like random collectibles in front of you and say, "All right, collect them all," and then collect, uh, them, all. collect them all. And then after you get a few, they're like, "No, no, wait, hold on, gamers don't like this. This is old. We got to do something new." And the game was all about driving cars. Really? Yeah. And now, the people who made the original Banjo-Kazooie games, they had one of the most successful Kickstarter campaigns to make a new game that is like a spiritual successor to it. Uh, Have you heard of Ukulele? No. Well, it's a game that's coming out next year, I think, which is going back to those Banjo-Kazooie roots. And a lot of people are very excited for it. And that relates to this how? In what you just said before, how this is a film that doesn't want to necessarily try something new. It's trying something old but taking it very seriously. It's not mm. trying to be, you know, self-referential or poking fun at, like, oh, remember when Shaggy Dog did this? Or remember when Help I'm a Fish did this? Oh, we're, we're doing it again. Oh, look at this. It's rich people. Oh. Wasn't that any others? It was not. There's a lot of green in this movie, and it makes me think of Thunderpants. <laughs> Is there a lot of green? I mean, this shot definitely, but... Uh, no, notice, there will be a lot of greens and blues uh, yeah. and whites. That guy... The three mains. Like, Christopher Walken... Yeah, he wears green. He wears green. His shop is... This is a lot of green. Now we're seeing a lot of pink, but later on, green, green walls. See, there's a lot of green in this movie, and I don't know what that... Green bottle. Yeah, I don't know what that represents in terms of... See, that's the thing. I think green's a moody colour. Yeah, it's moody. But that's the thing. This movie only just came out recently, so the time has not passed for full analysis to really set in. Because Universities like, aren't up to it yet. We aren't up to it yet. Universities, and even scholars like us, you know, because we studied film archaeology. And this is too recent to, to comprehend. But here's the thing. I went on a journey with this movie. I wanted to see this movie really, really bad, but thick. 
right? I showed everyone the trailer to it, and I thought it was funny. But then I watched it enough, and I'm like, no, no, this actually could be a real good romp, like a family romp, and maybe, you know, take go to the cinema to see it. We are from Australia. We do this. We're Australian, you know, we're Australian-Polish men. And I could not, for the life of me, find when the release date for Australia was for this movie, because it's by big people. Like, this is a big movie. Like, there's people in it. So when's it going to come out to Australia? Couldn't find any info. But I couldn't find any. So I did some digging. Mm-hmm. Like I an went, archaeologist. Like an archaeologist. And I went to the Nine Lives website. Yep. No info there. Yep. So then I went to the Nine Lives official Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And... I'll like that when I get home. For, t- for two weeks straight, <laughs> I messaged them. They're like... Hey, when's the Nine Lives movie going to... Is it coming out to Australia? Like, when is it coming out? Meow. And all this. And they would delete my my thing. Up to their posts. Yeah, my posts. Or um, or they... And then when I message them, they just would see it and just never respond. And I think that's the problem, too, with this movie. It didn't get the worldwide release. Maybe this is a movie for Australia. Maybe this is a movie for... You know, who knows? Maybe America just don't like cats. Maybe America is a dog country. Mm. And Australia is the, you know, the pussy country. Mm. You know, and maybe that's it. And I feel personally wounded by how non-caring the Nine Lives people were to my queries. And I think that's another reason why this movie, even though it is recent, it's forgotten already, unappreciated. It's because it's a movie out of its time, and the people in the uh, advertising distribution just didn't care. They just don't care. You know, like, uh, Australian men, uh, you shut up and go watch AFL. They, they know what that is, yeah. So, you know, I'm very glad that they do. So, you know, it's very yeah, disappointing. Yeah, they, they've seen funny people, they know about AFL. That was a good reference, I don't know. Oh, I had to remember what the movie was called. I haven't seen Funny People. Is that the one with Adam Sandler where he's really sad? Yeah. Because in, later in the movie, Eric Banner appears and he's got this room full of St. Kilda merchandise and he has uh, a rant against Collingwood. That movie, I didn't really want to watch Adam Sadler. <laughs> but Seth Rogen was in it. Okay, I didn't want to watch... I didn't want to watch Seth Sagrin. <laughs> oh, good one! I couldn't think of a... Way to shove sadness into Seth Rogen's name. Can you? Fuck you. So, Sad here he is. We haven't seen Christopher Walken on this show since May. Kangaroo Jack. No. Try again. Oh, what did we see him in? Oh, Stephen Wives. Yes. Far out. I only <laughs> listened to that episode the other day. Stephen <laughs> Wives. Stephen Wives. Uh, what I like about Christopher Walken is... You can watch our, sh- you can listen to our show and check out the three movies he appears in, and he is completely different looking in each one of them. Mm, he's got a bit of a brainy looking head now. Hair, he's, I mean. His hair is tall in all of his movies, though, but they're different colors. So, in the first one, Kangaroo Jack, he had black slicked down hair because he was a gangster, and then in Stepford Wives, he had blonde hair because he was a robot. Spoiler alert! And in this one, he has tall hair because he's a cat man. Hmm. So, yes. So, Bartek. Yes, that's me. Did you 
Yes. Having had watched the trailer and yeah. having a vague memory, mm-hmm. did you expect this movie to take the twists and turns that it did? Because um, I know I didn't. Well, let's see. Um, Christopher Walken, he uh, he's a cat whisperer. Yeah, he's very proud of that. He's very proud. He's like, I'm a whisperer. And and much like his uh, little title there, he, he very much likes to whisper in this movie. Yeah, so he's very whispery in this. And it's like, you know, kind of like a hush kind of whisper. Like, yeah, I don't want people to hear me. Because I'm talking to I'm cats. Like, I look crazy. I'm talking to you. <laughs> I don't think they put that in the script either. <laughs> if you said to me, Christopher Walken just walked on set one day and said, hey, I'm a cat whisperer. They're like, all right, right? The movie around that. I'm pretty sure in our Stepford Wives episode, you said something along the lines of, I'm pretty sure Chris Walken walked on set and. <laughs> what was it for that movie? Like he had disagreements with the director? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He would, He was like, I'm going to dance in this. And they're like, no. And he's like, I'm doing it. <laughs> so... Any twists in this movie that got you? Remember, this is 2016. Um, not necessarily a twist, but at the end... Um, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. The sun. Is it some, yeah, is it something about being from a high place and going to a low place? Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about it? Yeah, of course. The sun, spoiler alert, the sun at the end of the movie, the dad's, Kevin Spacey's in a coma and his cat, and the business, Firebrand, or Fire brand. Uh, is being sold off by, like, you know, corporate coup, basically. And the son has the ability to save it, but he can't. For some reason. For some yeah. reason. Because some bounces. Because re- he's afraid of bounces. <laughs> but uh, he, in this movie, we have opened up with Kevin Spacey. How we first meet him is he's jumping off a plane. Mm-hmm. And his son is too pussy scared to be, like, jumping off planes with him to parachute. Mm-hmm. And the movie ends... With the sun, like, standing over Kevin Spacey's, like, comatose body. And he's, like, seriously upset, the sun. Like, crying. Like, and the sun's a grown man, by the way. Yeah. He's crying. And he's the most serious acting in the movie, I think, feel. Like, yeah, I felt, like, genuine. And he's just, like, I'm going to take that jump. My first and last. He's, like, really upset. And he's, like, really somber <laughs> and sad. And he's, like, he's going to commit suicide. And, like, the whole sequences of that follow him preparing to die, preparing his things, and preparing to kill himself, and Kevin Spacey cat has to decide which child is more important, the daughter or the son. His sad daughter or his son that's about to kill himself. And the son <laughs> kills himself. But he doesn't? Like, that's, that's fun. <laughs> I watched it. I rewound it. On the rooftop. He's standing there, there's several angles, and it's just him in his suit, and he's, like, crying, and then he jumps off, and the cat jumps off to... <laughs> this is great filmmaking, see? The cat jumps off to... <laughs> yeah, with a wire. <laughs> with a wire, and somehow catches up to the guy who fell, like, a minute or two before he did. But the cat falls off, and they're both free-falling, and they're both free-falling... And they're both looking at each other, and he's like, Mr. Fussy Pants! And you see in the shot of him falling, he's wearing a parachute. Yeah. But in none of the other shots is he wearing a parachute. <laughs> like, not even close. Oh, divine intervention. I like this guy, because his teeth are, like, interesting. Yeah, I... The I, camera got in nice and close so we could investigate those yeah, teeth. I, I looked at that guy, and I'm like, if I comment on him, people are going to call me racist. Why? That, those lips were massive. 
Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> just, they're just begging. Begging for insertion of some sort? What are you talking about? Yes, <laughs> you pervert. Insertion wow. of tongue. Wow, you're going to leap straight to tongue. You don't even know the man. Don't you want to lick his teeth? No, I just want to give him soft kissing on the lips. You're already jumping to, like, second date. Wow, Bartek, such a rapist you are. Look, if I could, I'd, ju- I'd jump to, you know, I like, dying I like, in our death. I like place. Dr. Dreads here. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a very sinister name, Dr. Dreads. We don't know her name, and she has dreadlocks, and that's all I know of her character. Is well, she wears green in a knows. light green walled room. Yeah, see, green. Yeah. Now I've pointed out you can't unsee it, can you, Bartek? I could look at her bum. Or the cat. Cat's bum? Oh, well, cat's not facing the right way for me to look at its bum. So she puts it on the trash, my hand. <laughs> Here you go, cat. Sit on the trash. Where you belong. So. Says Ryan. Let's simplify this, Bartek. Okay. Can you sum up? the general plot of this movie. We haven't really talked... We kind of talked about it. There was a YouTube comment I didn't include that did sum up the plot. So, what's the basic plot? So, Kevin Spacey's a guy. <coughs> and he becomes a cat. Yes. The end. Uh, well, he becomes a cat for a reason. Oh, um, there's a reason. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the reason is, but to get out of being a cat, uh, he has to... Die. He has to die. Well, I mean, it's established that the cat still has, like, three lives left, so he could die. But that's not really brought up again. Uh, until way later. Basically, he has to make the most of his time as a cat, I guess you could say. Yeah. But much like I mentioned earlier with green being a moody colour, he has problems with his attitude, and I guess you could also say mood, um, in that he, he yowls a lot, like, Row! a lot of problems. <laughs> a lot of... He's an alcoholic cat. He, uh, he's got his litter box next to his food, and yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's upsetting. Best, that's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole speech about that. I don't even own a cat, and I know that's not what you do. <laughs> My favourite part, too, is she literally goes, Oh, hey, cat that we've just bought, like, don't even know. Be free in the whole entire house that you don't know. You won't freak out in any way. You've got... No, you've actually got a home break them, like, let them explore. Yeah, but, like, she does it for the whole night. Yeah, well, they she were She doesn't very... do it for, like, oh, an hour and monitors the cat. That's true, but they were pretty distressed, Ryan. Yeah, I know, but then she's, like, surprised that Kevin Spacey pees on the carpet. It's just, Is like, she? Oh. Yeah. Do we ever get a reaction to that? Yeah. I don't think we do, do we? Oh, I would imagine there's a... She... I imagine there is, but we don't see it. Fine, but she's like, he pees on the carpet. It's like, what are you expecting to happen? You don't, you don't have the kitty litter out until the next day. Well, it's, but... I don't own a cat and I feel like I feel like a cat owner after this movie and I think that's a benefit. Mm, my cat doesn't have a litter box. Does it just go outside? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have the ability to do that. They live in an apartment complex. Stupid New York. Have backyards. Is this in New York? Isn't it? I think. I'm pretty sure it is. Christopher Walken. Oh, look, a green pen. See? Um, so, hmm. so the plot is Kevin Spacey becomes a cat. Mm-hmm. The cat meows a lot. Has a lot of CGI as well. Not too much. No, that's, uh, a, that's a real cat. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there an IMDb trivia point that said that like 70% of this movie is CGI? Yeah, computer generated. Yeah. CG? Yeah, that's not enough, really. It looks... I mean... 
it I, it looks like a cat it's upset and that it was trying to open don't your don't your cat doesn't your cat like put its hands on its face when it's distressed like oh no yeah my cat does that it says nailed it it um <laughs> no like <laughs> in cat speak it says nailed it. he doesn't say na- he doesn't talk Ryan I'm a cat whisperer remember oh uh, yeah I guess. so wait that's mm-hmm. something yeah what? that's something in this movie other cats speak yeah. they're people that didn't make it, yeah? I don't th- necessarily think that that's the case. No, remember? There's this, there's this two cats. That one woman's like, stay as a cat. A cat's life's so much better. And then the other guy's like, yeah, you get to be cold and hard, but people still love you. It's like, all those cats that Christopher Walken has are people that didn't make I it. I don't know. I think that I could just see that as, you know, general cat like stereotypical I don't think no I don't think so because they're like aware like they're like nah don't be a human that sucks being a cat like we used to be humans now we're cats no I didn't get that from them oh you're wrong no I don't think Christopher so. Walken performs voodoo magic that we don't actually get an explanation of at any point at least in the shaggy dog I told you we were not gonna do anymore but that had a reason <laughs> which was ancient Chinese mysticism but this movie, <laughs> this movie. Do you remember the websites the little girl checks out? Uh, at what point? At several points throughout the was movie. It on the like tablet on the bus or something. She looked at it. She was doing it in the house on the bus. He's like, "Are you figuring this out?" The site she goes to to figure this out is catmysticism.com, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "That's my favorite website. I gotta look it yeah. up." At, at one point, when I was watching this movie, I decided to sit a bit further away from the screen because I have like a more comfortable seat. Um, and around the time I did that was the point in the movie where her. Not her cousin, the the rich mum's daughter yeah. was like typing "crybaby" and I didn't see it, so I just saw it was a shot of her typing and I couldn't make out the words. All of a sudden, the cat freaks out. I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" And I have to rewind. Yeah, because the daughter's the, the the stepsister, I guess, is what you would call. I don't know. What do you call that girl? Um, I don't think there's any relation. No, it's her. Oh, it's no. her, it's her dad's ex-wife's daughter. Yeah. What do you call those people? Do you call them anything? Um, so do is you... that is that girl Kevin Spacey's daughter? No. No, then there wouldn't be a relation. There's no mutual parent. Yeah, but, like, what's the title? What would she call her, though? Like Just, just her name. There's no family relation. Uh, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's some title Look, I there, think it's o- I, think... I think this movie's already taking some liberties with the fact that two women who are married to the same man uh, friends? have a friend <laughs> has a friendship like that that they come over and see each other all the time. My favorite line is from the ex-wife, actually. Yeah. Well, one of my favorites. Well, she's than, she's very snarky. Other than nailed it, which is great. It's gonna catch on. I liked. Um, I got divorced. The day I got divorced, it was the happiest day of my life, and I want that happiness for you. <laughs> now Bartek if you were sitting in your house and you heard your cat making this much noise at mm. ruckus would you get out of bed to check well my cat look the only time I ever hear this type of noise is when it's fighting another cat is when something's going on in the backyard and my window is right at the backyard but you would get up yeah? I def- I always get up I sometimes I grab a hockey stick if I there's a light source I take it with me I go out there and I see what's going on. Most times, my cat just runs inside. 
twice it's had like a really fluffy like tail to be like oh i'm shocked um but yeah i always check because i don't i never know what's going on is that what cat owners do it's what we do because there used to be this like nasty gray cat ages and ages ago who would terrorize it's dead our cat i don't know what happened to it it got kevin our cat and our back neighbor's cat so we'd always like check up on the cats so you would get up and check. You would wait till I, the I next. Do. I do you wouldn't wait till the next morning, like Jennifer Garner. No, I would not. Jennifer Garner didn't get up out of bed to check. Yeah, but she's she was she's like, acting as a cat owner. I am a cat owner. Oh, so you think it's the actress's fault, not the writing? She could have done a little better, but you know what? She gives us something else. Is cat food movie. like that? Uh, I f- we feed our cat biscuits. We don't feed it like that oh, kind of food. Oh. Do you think that kind of food's worse? I, I, worse in what way? Than biscuits. Like tasting or what? Either. In any way, shape or form? Yeah. Be uh, general. You're I, a cat I, owner. I don't like cats. <laughs> I would feed them, I would feed them sadness. Well, our cat, our cat likes biscuits, so we give it biscuits. Plus, it's not There's like soft. It doesn't, if it's on the floor, we can just pick it up and throw There's it There's your litter box right next to your food. <laughs> and water. Organic Valley. Now, Ryan, every time you see something like that, it, it's, it comes back later in the film. What, the litterbugs or the Organic like when, Valley? When something's established, it comes back. Good morning, Mummy Daddy. Mommy Daddy. Morning. Because they're mourning the fact <laughs> that he might be dead. Uh, well, there is a, a U up hmm. there that they could have used. Yeah. So, is this a, an attractive cat? Like, do you think it's a cute uh, cat? I think... He, I'm not as ugly. into the fluffy kind of cats like that, but I guess it is. Yeah, he's alright. A lot of the YouTube comments thought it was cute. And I, you know what? Yeah, I reckon it's cute. I, I reckon it's cute. I'm not much for you cats, know, but one, it looks like Kevin Spacey is a cat. One thing that kind of got me was, you know, the bowl says Mr. Fuzzy Pants. But why is it pink? What? But why is the bowl pink if it's a boy cat? No, I didn't care about that at all. Oh, okay, fine. No, the thing is, would you want to name your pet just because a name is around? You don't want to come up with one of your own? Ah, oh, Bartek. Some people just call their dog Spot and just give up. <laughs> I mean, I'd, a friend of mine, Joel, who I've mentioned at one episode or another, I think it was... Is he the scientist? Eh, Oliver's the scientist. Joel has some health science. So what does Joel name his animal? Uh, his cat is named Socks. Because on its feet, it's got, like, distinctly white, but the rest of it isn't white. Oh. And I thought, you know what? That's a... I like that. It's like an observation of something that this cat has. My mum and dad had a cat once. They named Rocky. Uh, you want to know why? It was a stoner. Uh, no. No? Why? Why? What do you mean? rock stones. Oh, no. It... When it... When they first saw him, mm. he was curled up on the side of the road, and they thought he was a rock. <laughs> <laughs> like he was he was that kind of brownish grey and he was big so they thought he was this big rock like he just l- blended perfectly into the into he camouflaged apparently Rocky was a dick <laughs> who would have guessed cats be dicks I like the little touch of if this is C- if that was CG at jumping up but like when it when, when my cat tries to jump up something, it kind of like weaves a little bit and then jumps. So I like that little touch of realism to that shot. This is a film about realism. You'll see it again. Look, more green. Um, you know, more green. Uh, this film's about greenism. Yeah, look, look. It's, it's, it's ducking a bit. It's ducking, it's ducking. Bam. Bam, and then knives. 
Yeah. I like how all the knives. You know, <laughs> not one knife. Not one. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, at the end of this movie, the son commits suicide. Attempts to. Oh, attempts to fails. Uh, what a loser. He had a he's parachute. A, he's a man now. <laughs> he shouldn't have randomly had a parachute. My favorite thing about the end of this movie is the cat doesn't survive. And it doesn't, but <laughs> that being said, the title actually had some meaning. But here's the best part. Best part. At the bottom of the building is a press conference happening, and what's his name? The Sun <laughs> lands perfectly dead center, like in front of the microphone. Like, yeah. <laughs> where did the cat land? <laughs> like, like they're like, and yes, we're opening this, you know, the second tallest tower in America, and. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, that was a bit odd. Sorry about that. Now let's get back to uh, this. And then the sun lands. It's, and then the sun's like, I'm so happy. Would he be not standing maybe, in cat guts? Well, to be fair, he had a parachute. So maybe he was propelled forward a bit. Nah. So if anything, the cat might be a little bit behind him. <laughs> so that's better, is it? It might have landed on Seth. S- Sorry, is it Ian? Ian. Ian. Seth Rogen? <laughs> No, for some reason not Seth, Seth Rogen's in this movie as a dog. Uh, it could have been Seth Green because this movie's green. What Will Smith's in this? Yes. <laughs> the Fresh Prince. See Green. green on the dogs. What is this Thunderpants? I'm I'm saying it right now. This film is in the same universe as the cinematic classic Thunderpants with uh, Rupert Grint. No any fart jokes in this movie? There are. <coughs> See, that got Bartek to cough. It was that good, my statement. For a second there, I thought he would, the son was um, Channing I... Tatum. <laughs> really? Just for a second. <laughs> like, right now? Or just when you watched it? You no, watched... just, oh, that's just Channing now. Tatum. I was like, Channing Tatum? Oh, no, that's no, a Robert Amell. He's in the TV show Arrow, I do believe. As Arrow's brother, Bo. <laughs> is, that, is that true? <laughs> yeah, he's his brother, but his name's like Fire Archer. Bow and Arrow? Yeah. <laughs> All those Green Archer fans are going to be sitting here going, fucking idiot, Bartek. They're like, his name's clearly like, you know, Dimitri. I don't know. Look, I play games where there are brothers named Acro and Bat. I can accept Bow and Arrow. Uh, yeah, it's also a comic book thing, so you can accept it. <laughs> like, yeah. This is a movie where the name of the company is Firebrand. You remember why? Because the sun came up with it and he liked it. I liked it too. So did I. It's aggressive. The sun knows how to be aggressive. Well, branding on its own is See the cat's green in that show? Was it green? Don't know what it means. So what does it mean that he had red yarn when red is the opposite of green? Well, red's his colour, Firebrand. Everything mm. everything in his building, which represents him, ah. is red. And the cake, it said daddy with a love heart in red. Red, right? Everything that's his in this house is red. Mm. Except for his table and his pen and his chair. Uh, and he has to get along with his family at home. Wouldn't it be great if this movie ended with him just staying as a cat? <laughs> and they're like, oh. And, and she has to, like, the wife has to, like, remarry the cat like like for some reason she's like oh no 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 she doesn't she's just like i'm married to a cat and, and like the ex-wife's just like typical tom behavior turning into a cat making everyone suffer <laughs> like you know what i mean this shot was great 
Blue. Well, Ryan, that was that was hilarious. That was real. Like no, that no, that was really really hilarious. Hilarious. There's evidence to support what I'm saying. Oh, much, there is. Much later in the movie, just before the suicide. Oh good. <laughs> yeah. So, can you imagine this movie ending with him staying as a cat and they go on like adventures? Like she goes to a parent teacher interview. <laughs> with the cat <laughs> and they're like we think your daughter's not you know adjusting well socially what makes you say that meow <laughs> so would it be better and he's wearing like a suit and tie <laughs> would it be better if Chris Falken came with them to translate or not no, no, on no, the no, one you, hand it'll be funny because no, it's meow but on the other hand Christopher Walken no no Christopher <laughs> There's two scenarios we could go with. It's just like, no, no, the dad, he goes by himself. Like, the wife is in there, and the, and the guy's like... Oh, the wife's too busy for a daughter now. No, the wife's, <laughs> the wife's with a real estate agent. Yes. Uh, who turns up for one scene. Um, but let's focus on this scenario. The cat goes by himself. Tom Cat goes by himself. <laughs> and he's just there in a suit and tie with a watch on. And he lifts it up, and he's like, meow! And the kids like and the and you know the teachers there going, Mr. Brand, I I, I understand. Meow. And he's like, oh, I I I don't want to waste your time, but we're really worried about your daughter. And and meow. Yeah. Yes. Well, what what is wrong with your daughter? She she doesn't go to the bathroom anymore. She's brought a litter box to school and she goes in there. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. No, he lifts up his paw in a fist, <laughs> and you just hear in a meowing way. <laughs> and then the other scene is Christopher Walken sitting there with the cat and he's just like now translating for him like yeah, he's finally translating like like no like the teacher goes there's something wrong with your daughter Christopher Walken goes mm-hmm, and just goes meow 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 <laughs> and then he's like meow and he's like he said Meow. He's <laughs> just like this absurd situation. Or we can do that. Like, Chris Walken says meow, meow, meow to him, and he goes, Why the fuck are you saying meow? You speak English to me. I'd rather a movie in which the dreadlock doctor grabbed Christopher Walken to perform scientific tests on him to find out how he's so mystical. I think we would all want that for Christopher Walken. I'm not saying that Christopher Walken should be taken away by some doctors and experimented on to find out how he works, but I think we need to do that. We, we on the show, we really need to delve into... Christopher the, Walken's brain with the, their surgical glove. I'm leading to that. The laws of these movies. Like, law, not laws. Law. L-O-R-E. Um, because I think the law of this movie is like still like performing murders is wrong. And, and this is the other shame what we mentioned with um you know being 2016 universities haven't gone to study this film yet. We need to discover whether like the mysticism of this movie has like ties to science or if it's actually just relating back to uh, like genre no times in uh, mm. just visiting where there actually is magic. And here's the thing, if it is magic what cultural sensibility type magic is it? Like, is it, like, say, Celtic magic? Or is it, is it, is it Chinese mysticism? Where does this come, like, or, or, most likely, it could be somewhat Egyptian, because Egyptians and cats, they have a very special relationship with one another, you know, like, they're very much connected. So is this, is this really a story about Moses? It might be, um, with a cat, like, no, yeah, the cat worship thing would be around time Moses, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. They had this... They had cat things. Yeah. Also, um... iPad. 
with a well, sorry, tablet with the uh, talking no, it's an iPad. Tom app. Is it? Yeah, it's got an Apple symbol. He has an Apple Watch. Ah, okay. iPad tablet. Yes, she's got that app. I think I've seen it around. You mean the Talking Cat? A Talking Cat. That's another movie that this one gets a lot of comparisons to. Did you find that? Um, I've seen a quote-unquote review of it, like a video of a guy on YouTube, like riffing on it a bit. Oh, on a talking cat. Yes, a oh. talking cat, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark. No, I meant this movie obviously draws a lot of comparisons to that, but that is... Because they're both kind of recentish movies about with, talking cats. With cats that talk, except for this movie doesn't have a cat that talks. He meows. And this is something I wanted to ask you, Bartek. Meowing. Does it sound like that? There are a lot of stock meows in this movie, which... My cat, at least, doesn't really do those kind of meows. Different type of cat. Yeah. I genuinely believe, and this is unknown, cannot confirm, I didn't read every single person's role in the credits, but I honestly believe that there may be some cat stock noises, but I believe they hired a voice actor, and they said, make cat noises. And he just sat there for a day... And Jess was like, okay, <clears throat> this is a scene in which the daughter is being bullied by the other girl. Do your job. And he's just like, okay, okay, think, think, man, think. She's getting bullied. How would a cat make a noise about oh, this? Oh, this guy gets to improvise. Yeah. <laughs> no, he has, to, he has to get the tone right. Like, he yeah. has to figure out, like, how we do as actors, where it's like, okay, what's the best kind of way to get this across with what I've given. So he gets, like, cat, so he just goes, okay, girl's being bullied, right? Got a nail on this. This is, like, 2016. Big film. Perfect. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it! And that's where they got that from. They just heard that guy, after each take, he goes, nailed it. And then Kevin Spacey's like, I like that. I'm gonna use that. Who, Who was it that, um... In, like, season one of South Park, they got in to do, like, Cartman's cat's voices. Was it, like, Conan O'Brien or something? Yeah. They got Clooney to do the dog, but I think they got Conan for the cat. And apparently it was just a case of bringing them in, like, one day and just having them record a bunch of different cat noises or dog noises. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Meow. <coughs> I think this person is a professional in the industry of cat noises because I believe that it was a real cat noise. I'm not. And the twist? It was Bruce Cook. No, the twist would be it's actually Kevin Spacey. Oh, so they didn't have to bring him in one. Exactly, they didn't. They didn't. He was already there. He was already there. (laughs) Like like, Kevin, Kevin, your your contract's not up. But he's like, what do you mean? I filmed all the scenes, did all the narrations. Oh, I don't know. And they put like a cat collar on him, and he's like, and and he goes, no. And they're like, no, say meow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I you went a different direction to what I thought you would. I thought he'd be like, you put the cat collar and he's like, I understand, <laughs> and he transforms into a cat. Uh, no, <laughs> he doesn't physically transform. He just repositions his body into the posture of a cat, like Kevin Spacey just sits down. Oh, like, like, like a Tim cat. Allen in the Shaggy Dog, where he became like a human dog. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the, the he does that with a cat. He does that with a cat, and he just like starts licking himself. Like <laughs> Kevin Spacey, like lifts up his leg and starts licking his genitals, and just like they're like. He's, you know, he's a method actor. He's got two Oscars. <laughs> he's got two. <laughs> Fuck American Beauty. This is a better film. What was the other film he wanted for? Um, I actually can't remember off the top of my head. 
Did he get one for seven? Or nah, he no, he was only very short in that. Um, <laughs> shorty. Maybe he got it for um, the usual suspects. He was great in that. Maybe gold member. Yeah, oh, he was fucking great in Austin Powers 3. Mm. Not as good as Danny DeVito, but... Yeah, of course not. We haven't had a Danny DeVito appearance on the show yet. No, we haven't. DeVito! It's funny because his picture's in the room we record in every time. So he's with us in spirit anyway. Oh, she died. Did you know that? Oh, Gen- yeah, when I- Jennifer Wait. Garner died on set. <laughs> they, they, you know how they... CGI things. Yeah. They CGI the rest of her performance. That was um actually when she hit her head there. It's and- I genuinely reacted to that like uh, oh shit. Yeah right. Because like green. Yeah. My aunt and uncle have like two little daughters and whenever that if they ever like hit their head when they're like you know messing around under tables or something it's like oh no they're gonna cry now. She's not bleeding so she's fine. That was a funny uh, moment where she threatened. There castration against a cat and then you realize jennifer garner does not know that's her husband so in reality she's just threatening a cat do you threaten your cat um no i just tell it to wait a bit oh this is the next hilarious scene hilarious yes if your cat did this would it live um well i mean they haven't really pointed out in this movie but i think we're playing on the whole cats always land on their feet well he he does land well they do don't they i don't know i've never seen my cat jump from that high before but have you ever grabbed your cat and just dropped it and no. it just lands on his feet he's jumped out of my hands before but obviously he knows what he's doing so he'll land with his so feet. wait wait you're telling me you've never just picked up your cat and just went released your hands and dropped it no because it's fine cats land on their feet well for one thing my cat really doesn't like to be picked up but when it does get picked up it always leaves on its own this woman <laughs> yeah. wasn't she like from some company that's Goldman like Sachs buy... well, that's a bank isn't it yeah but that's. A... I think he's like the Goldman Sachs yeah company. I think they're like buying the company yeah but and you got Goldman Sachs so but who was she like you just walk up she and... had an attitude like what yeah. was her story <laughs> yeah. you know what her story is she just finished being a cat herself and <laughs> she's she, not having any of it. She had a different. And she experience. sees in this guy's eyes. Oh my god, his father's a cat. I am. Done no, with she this. sees in his eyes that this guy's suicidal, and she wants to push him <laughs> to the brink to save his dad. Also, um, we haven't really talked about the dad's like goal of the company at the moment, which is to make the tallest building in the northern hemisphere. But no, it actually says in North America, and then they just drop, it will be the tallest in the Northern Hemisphere, as oh, see, well, I just casually. I forgot about when they said North America. What is the tallest building in the Northern Hemisphere at the moment? I don't know, definitely not the Twin Towers. What, too soon? <laughs> oh, yeah, Ryan, it's been 15 years, almost 16, <laughs> so, you know. Too soon. <laughs> how dare you. I'm a bad man. Sorry about that. But let's make fun of this movie. No, it's not. That's a joke. We... You, guys, you guys who thought I was serious need to behave. I will give the movie this. We're watching this with subtitles with uh, for the hearing impaired, I think. And what is it, like 1080p? 1080p, Blu-ray copy, of course. Mm-hmm. The finest. And I do appreciate the fact that it just had in subtitles Tom meowing. Which is great because the names of the characters Tom. It didn't say meowing or cat meowing. Yeah, I've it noticed that. It mentioned character. In case, you know... They've actually done that throughout the in movie. In case it was like the other cat character meows. You don't want to get confused for the people who can't hear. I guess they have established there are unnamed cats in the movie, so they'd be cat or cats. So, yeah. 
Um, but anyway, he wants to have the tallest building in, let's just go, Northern Hemisphere. Um, but all of the people in his company think that that's him massaging his ego. And aren't they 100% correct? They are, but much like, much like when we did Guess Who and, um... Oh my god, what was that? Zoe Saldana's character was insistent, very insistent, that there's nothing wrong of that. Sorry, not nothing wrong. That uh, let's just go. Nothing wrong with the fact that she's dating a black, uh, sorry, a white boy, and everyone else didn't think that. In this movie, we are rooting for in some scenes his son, who is very insistent on the fact that his dad's ego will be stroked. <laughs> I really wish that there was a line in this movie that summed that up like that. Like he just walked up and he just goes You know, like in the movie he's like, if my dad knew about this, you'd all be fired. It's his company. But it wouldn't be great if there was a line like that where it's like, my dad's ego will be stroked to completion. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, and the Northern Hemisphere will be covered in it. It'll be beautiful. See, Apple computer. So this movie is obviously product placement for cats. Because cats like Apple. Uh, I think dogs like Apple. Who's this movie for? That's the question. Well, I think it was rated PG in the America. No, but, but you've seen it. Yeah. Who's it for? That's a big reasoning for why these movies don't so do too well either. With me saying it's PG, that's like who it's appropriate for, but who is it for in essence? Mm. That's the question. Um. Well, the one person I know who was really excited for it was yourself, Ryan. It's for me. So perhaps, perhaps if we explore around qualities that you have, maybe it would be people who... Like Kevin Spacey want, as a want a, Like Kevin Spacey, maybe want a genuine movie that isn't ta- like pointing out how silly it is, that it just revels in it. Uh, people who appreciate honesty. Maybe it's for honest people. That's a good answer. See, you think, oh... Kids and family, right? But that's the thing. This movie is 70% board meetings and uh, backstabbing in the boardroom. They can watch it if they want. And but... 30% cat. Yeah. I think this movie really is for cats. Mm. Cats love board meetings. They always look bored. Do they? Cats just look, for me, I think they just look disinterested. I, I guess it depends on how bi- how open their eyes are. Like, boredom... It gives the idea that they have feelings. And you think they don't? Cats are very unfeeling. In comparison to, say, dogs. Like, a dog, you could tell an so, emotion from them so what right you, off the bat. Like, so you could tell that dog's angry, that dog's sad, that dog's happy, that dog's excited. With a cat, you don't know what's going on. Maybe not, but if you look at a cat, like, rubbing its head against, you know, your leg or something, oh, do, you you, know, do you really see nothing out of that? I see that they want your attention. Because that's not necessarily what that means. It's like they're... They want your body warmed. You're right. That, that maybe, but it's like they're, they're putting their smell on you because they see something in you. And... They see it in you. They see... They have cat vision. They have cat vision. Oh, this is the best part. Wouldn't it be great if she just, like, punched the shit out of this little girl? Like, I, I think it's justified. Oh, man, if this was a 90s movie, maybe she would. So, wait. I misheard the line before. Yes. I watched the scene twice, so maybe I can help. I thought she said, I kid you not, she's like, who do you send it to? And I thought the line was, 
I sent it to the bullies at school <laughs> because they're caring. Because they see how vulnerable you are and they'll look out for you. But the line is actually, I sent it to all the boys at school. Yeah. The, it still works. And then the last line of this scene is... Ew! And she waited all the way to come out of the bathroom. To say, if you threw my... If, that's a good throw of that yeah. coffee thing. It even stopped a little bit like, way through. It, it was so going. good that I actually didn't know what it was. <laughs> like, what is this? It's a, it's an alien. It, does he got like a magnet under that like table and is like dragging it along? Here's, here's an interesting concept. I was gonna say yeah when I was watching yeah. this. I'm like, this is a montage, but it's it's moving. Yeah. The plot forward. My idea for okay. You know what I think is problem with these type of movies is mm-hmm. they don't add anything new to each other. Like, that's the complaint. Like, I said we wouldn't talk about Shaggy Dog too much, but, like, this and the Shaggy Dog are, you know, very similar in terms of things, but they've just changed the animal, right? Mm-hmm. It's always a corporate dad learning a lesson, like, you know. And I feel like you could add something new to this mythos of the becoming an animal and learning a lesson, say. And I think an interesting thing would be, and you know, maybe and you don't have to have it as a family movie. Like, you know, you've had a movie a quintessential movie that's of the same oak as this, the same ilk or whatever it is, but different is The Fly. Mm-hmm. A guy becomes a fly. In the end, spoiler alert, he dies. But he learns something through that experience, whether it's good or bad. Like, he learns in the Jeff Goldblum one, he becomes worse as an individual. But, like, it's like, don't don't mess with, you know, don't become God kind of thing, right? Here it is. Cat mysticism. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I would like a movie in which, hey, Kevin Spacey's a cat. But wouldn't it be great is the longer he stays a cat, the less human he becomes and more cat he becomes. So, like, like... That's what this is kind of playing on, but I like it to go further. Like, you know, not only does he like the cat food, but guess what? Now he can't read things. Hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Wouldn't that be interesting? Like, the idea of him being in this cat body for the longest, like, period of time skews his humanity, and he has to kind of relearn. So, like, taking it a step further than the shaggy dog to it, because it kind of went down that route. A little. Yeah. A little. Like, he didn't know, but with the shaggy dog, that's the thing. He switched in and out of being human. He didn't just stay a dog. For... Yeah, but at the, the last shot of the movie is him catching a frisbee as a human. Yeah, but that's because he still had dog DNA. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was injected. It wasn't magic. It wasn't magic. It, it was, was like super science. Super science slash mysticism. Yeah. But in this movie, wouldn't it be great if it was well, there's like... another difference, yeah. You know, like, wouldn't it be great if this movie... Like, that would be an interesting thing. Like, maybe he doesn't even recognise what he looks like anymore. You know what I mean? And this movie raises an interesting question, which it never answered, which is, does that mean the cat's in my body? Yeah. And didn't he come up with that when he was drunk? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So wouldn't it be great if Kevin Spacey woke up and he was a cat? (laughs) And then we watched the movie with Kevin Spacey as a cat. But guess what? I was, can... I was surprised that we never saw human Kevin Spacey as the cat. And he's, like, licking his genitals, and he's, like, wearing a collar, and he's, like, a better dad. Yeah. <laughs> better because he, at least he's at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's house trained. <laughs> yeah. No, we can say all this, wouldn't it be better if they made a movie like this, but this is what we got. And it's a movie with faults. Sure. 
It's not the strongest caliber movie of 2016, but it is a movie that I still would class Hilarious. as... Hilarious. Cat tube, yeah. Uh, it's still a movie that I would class as an unappreciated masterpiece, especially of 2016. This movie takes risks. Yes, it plays it safe as well, but it actually dares to go outside of the blockbusting norms and dares to compete against movies like Captain America Civil War, like Batman v Superman. You know, all of these mainstream things, it's going against the grain. And it's also ballsy enough to be just a family movie. That's what we all respect about Pixar movies, is they're family movies, but they cater, like, they cater to the intelligence of children and adults. Like, that's what we like. And I think that this movie's doing that too. Mm-hmm. This movie's saying, hey, kids like cats, and, and adults like articles of incorporation. How can we combine those? <laughs> You know what I mean? And, and I, a little bit of an office poster joke. Yeah, you know, have the famous cat thing there hanging while, in there? While the guy says, hang in there. And there's a pencil? I don't know. That was, that was a thing from the trailer. Oh, yep, here we go. In the trailer, that He's was... He's doing push-ups. He, pull-ups, right? Pull-ups, sorry. And uh, it was looped, and a lot of people were like, oh, that's so obviously looped. And then it wasn't in the movie. And then it was... Yeah, he just dropped. So, I think that this movie is is a... Is kind of like the rebellion of 2016 that yeah. didn't happen. Like, you know, like, in, like, certain situations of history where it's, like, the rebels tried to topple a government and they didn't succeed, and it's like, but if they did, things most likely would have been better or, or at least they would have kicked out a tyranny. Mm. I feel like this movie is that failed toppling of the tyranny of blockbusters of 2016. You know what I mean? Like, this movie... Would you say it's an independent movie? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I would. Because it didn't come out to Australia. Motherfucker. That that is the point. So, you know, like, I think that this movie is the rebel force against the Empire. (laughs) What what was one of the highest highest grossing movies of the year so far? Civil War. Civil War? What did Suicide Squad do? That was. Oh, didn't top... this come out at the exact same time? Yeah, it was within the Suicide Squad was within top ten. I think it was like number seven, uh, but like su- of the year, movies, yeah. no, of blockbusters this yeah. year. Number two was Finding Dory, worldwide. Okay, that was like just under Civil War, but you know this movie did it make it up there? No, it didn't, and that's unfortunate. It's by an acclaimed director, with a acclaimed cast. And Luke Besson. I don't know. Yeah, Luke Besson's got a little seat near the top of the group. Yeah, it's a little like a little seat with a baguette on it, and, uh, and Jean Reno visits him sometimes. Jean Reno would have been great in this movie. Would have been. Just to let everyone know, Jean Reno was Leon the professional. No, Jean Reno wasn't just visiting, and that was his highest-grossing feature. Well, yeah, the the character that he played... Sorry, he in Just Visiting was acting as Leon the Professional. You know what I like about Dr. Dreads here? I swear in the scenes we had with her previously, her dreads were not dyed, like, didn't have the orange in there, so I was like, did she get that done in between? Maybe it was a lighting thing. Well, they were green before you got me there. We haven't even talked about the antagonist of the movie very much. What do you think of the antagonist of... Nine lives. He's very much um, on levels of antagonism, a corporate kind. Yeah, he's a Gordon Gecko type. Yeah. Yeah. He he um he manipulates with 
uh, what's that word? Technicalities and mm. and um, I, I just said manipulations. How am I going to fit this into the sentence? But he he's he's trying to manipulate people's emotions to suit the end that he wants. Like even though it's going to result in what is the son's name? I've forgotten. Robert Amell. It, 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 it will result in the son getting billions, but after that, nothing. He, like, he wants the company, and a lot of people... He, he's like... You could say that he's the symbol of the people who are against the ego-stroking. Mm. You know what I also like? What does Firebrand do? Um... Well, it definitely makes buildings, or has buildings being made as part of it. Maybe you could see it as a comparison to like what Donald Trump does or maybe you could think that maybe oh it's a Oh my god and this is interesting this movie came out pre-Trump presidency but in the middle of Trump like campaigning No definitely yeah um wow what's the name of the... I had this conversation with someone just the other week the a, a company that does everything conglomerate uh, yeah, yeah conglomerate maybe maybe it's a conglomerate of some sort because it had a lot of different weird looking ads it did or maybe it's advertising. Maybe it's one of those... You know, in the uh, I think it's in the Marvel Universe, there's so many evil corporations in the comics that they actually have an annual meeting with one another to kind of just yeah. keep in check with how how evil they all are. Like, like you know, like uh, Oscorp meets up with, like, Pym Tech or whatever. It's like all these, all these evil corporations meet up with one another just to check in with oh so what are you doing oh you're doing that okay we'll make sure not to do that then because you know like yeah. I, I'm wouldn't it be great if this was an evil company all along like Kevin Spacey we don't know Kevin Spacey this guy's the bad guy but everything he says seems legit like other than the fact that he tries to like murder people yeah and the fact that he wants them to be pessimistic I guess realistic in, well pessimistic in the sense that like there is hope that he will wake up but he's saying fuck it just let him die die yeah but you know like he he knows that this company is gonna fall under the ground under the wayside with Kevin Spacey in charge because Kevin Spacey seems inept yes and he also has bouncers <laughs> this guy has bounces and you know what uh, Robert Amell has evidence and that's not enough <laughs> yep you know what I did notice in the opening credits there was someone with the last name Hayes you're saying it's Isaac Hayes' son uh, you you said the evidence I just was it that paramedic evidence. guy at the start with the teeth and the lips that you just want to kiss uh, well the teeth as well and the tongue uh, Get it right, Ryan. And the cock. You think with a name that begins with R, you could be all right. Uh, I'm sorry. We haven't made a cat pun yet. We have to work on that. All right. Meow. There you go. Done. Okay, meow. That was a good one. Perfect. <laughs> Is that in this movie? Yeah, his name, he says it. He's like, ah, oh, I'm a cat. And Chris Walker's like, mm, yes, that's perfect. And his name is Perkins. All right, his shop name, yeah. And then, do you remember what Kevin Spacey says when he wakes up from... Spoiler alert, Kevin Spacey wakes up from the coma. Oh, yeah, I was going to bring that up when you said that, like, he doesn't have cat features after he wakes up, but, like, the first thing he says does, and then no more. Yeah. You know what my favourite line of dialogue in this movie? It reminds me of the film The Room. Yeah? He walks into the cat store at the end of the movie and goes, you have any dogs? And Chris Morgan's like, 
what? No. And then he's like, so that's a no to dogs then. <laughs> and it just reminds me of the room where it's just like... He walks into a florist shop and there's no, a dog. <laughs> no, 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 no. It reminds me of that... Okay, remember, it's just like, do you have any dogs? No. So that's a no on the dogs then. It reminds me oh, of... Oh, so did, did you get you... the job? Nah. nah. You didn't get it, did, did you? you? <laughs> it reminds me of that kind of delivery. <laughs> like, the room is such a cinematic masterpiece within itself that it inspires this kind of cinematic masterpiece. Oh, this, so in different fields. This is the bouncer scene. <laughs> Your favourite scene. I don't know about that, but I mean... <laughs> it's, it's Isaac Hayes' favourite scene. It's yeah. Isaac Hayes' son, the other bouncer. Ah. So this... Was that a woman? No, it's a guy. I don't know. The, 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 I think it's a guy, but it does have a bit of androgyny to it. The black guy, he, his lips are very feminine. Like, I'm I'm confused by it. He's got a nice, smooth face. I don't know. Ooh, actually, I don't know. I don't know. I still think guy. I think guy, but... Ryan, he's not wearing a skirt. No, it's all a, girls wear skirts. It's a guy, and he doesn't have breasts. I guess I don't know he's got very feminine features. That black security guard guy. Uh, right, that's a cat. Oh, it's a bouncer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, this scene really certifies that the cats. Look who's back. They, they are cats, I know. But like, like, I feel like these cats are people that have failed. Being I don't people. Know. Look, I swear to you, I swear to you, because then, at the end of the movie, he has um, the bad guy in a cage mm-hmm. at the end. Yep. So he failed being a human. Wait, hold on, that begs the question. If Crystal, sorry, if uh, Kevin Spacey's character became a cat, the cat that he was with, was did, did Ian happen to get hit by a car next to a cat? Yeah. Oh, cool. No, because Christopher Walken was there. He he warned him to get off the phone. Like Christopher Walken ah. set this sets this up. Oh, you sneaky! Chris. Like he's a serial killer. Like you know where he has this habit, this pattern, and he gave them the chance to redeem themselves. They don't, so he <laughs> makes them into a cat. Yeah, cough it out. He makes them into a cat. So that's the thing. At the end of the movie, he goes to the cat store sometime later. Like it's much later on. Kevin Spacey. And uh, Ethan's the bad guy's name, yeah? Mm-hmm. He's there, Ethan, locked in... Ethan, Ian, yeah. That's or right. Or Ian. Something like that. We'll call, him, we'll call him, you know, bad guy. Bad guy is locked in a cage. A bird cage. And Christopher Walken tells him to shh. And he does. That, that kind of begs the question of, like, he didn't redeem himself, so he's trapped as a cat. Or maybe his movie just hasn't been made yet. Yeah, maybe that too, but I feel like... I just think that the personalities in the cats are the ones that mysteriously vanish when a human goes into them. Yeah? Yeah. I think I... I do admit, though, that it is weird that the cat whose body uh, Kevin Spacey inhabits never gets lines, though. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's one of those Catch-22 things that I've been bringing up since... um. We did Oz the Great and Powerful. See, like, look, cat life is so much better. Yeah, I know, but that's them being biased. Because that was really used to love us. I don't know, I just feel like they're people who used to be cats. Like, used to not be cats. They're people, they've turned into cats. It's like how whenever we end an episode, we say, and goodbye, and then we turn off the microphone, like, yeah, being a guy is cool, unlike girls, yeah, and we high five. It's like that. What do you mean? <laughs> it's like when we do that. We do that... Look, right, I know we've said it, admitted it now, but we do do that, audience. We do do that. 
Ryan, if he says we don't, it's a lie. We do that every single episode we end. <laughs> we high-five whatever female guest we have on. Oh, this is my favourite part too. You know when a defibrillator gets put on most people, they put it on their chest? Mm-hmm. They put it on his hip. <laughs> they put one on his heart and one on his hip on the side. With clothes on, his electricity would burn through those. <laughs> in, in every, I swear to you, in every medical thing ever where defibrillators used, you see people rip open the shirt, rub them together, and then go. But this movie's different, you see. It's honest. It honestly does not. It honestly works. admits that they don't know how they work. You know what would be great? This is the thing about love. Love about these movies is. We make all these jokes, and yeah, we take a lot of thing, and yeah, we may not be talking about the brilliance of the movie as much, but there's the thing. The movie speaks for itself, and yeah, we are bringing up points every now and then about its brilliance, but we do have to take time to admit that the movie business is silly. It's so funny. Like, say this, that scene, can you, like, that, that, it's just mind-boggling, that scene to me of him getting the defibrillator. There's how many people on set for that one shot there's probably like at least 25 people there at no point there, there has to be at least a whole crew exactly you know? that's what i'm saying en- like, enough to make that one shot at work against, yeah like you know? well, in that one scene there were like five actors like, and on also screen. also whether that was actually a hospital room or if it was a set that would also exactly how many and, people were there. and there were five p- people on screen so bam there you go but here's the thing at no point did anyone at any point, go. Oh, I don't think that's how defibrillators work. Although, wasn't it mentioned that, in, like the documentary about Troll Two, that mm-hmm. there were points where anachronisms were, were pointed out, but the director didn't care. Like, ha- like yeah. when George Hardy mentioned, like, "All right, you have me grab this fire extinguisher that happens to be there," but my character never acknowledges it. He just runs straight for it. Like, why would he know it's there? And he's like, "It's fine because I wrote this movie. It'll be fine." <laughs> Yeah. Or something like that. Like, so you're saying this is that? It could be what you're saying that people just all didn't know, or it could be that I'd, the actors knew, but the crew didn't care. I'd like to live in an idealistic world in which 25 people don't know how a defibrillator works, <laughs> then one sole person standing up and saying, this is not how they work, and then be like, fuck you, we don't care. This is how we do it. I like to be an optimist, Bartek. Yeah, you know what they call me? Soft hay optimistic Ryan. Prime. But I, like <laughs> but I like to be funny. Oh, is this the scene where he's going to commit suicide? He's going to commit suicide. He's already on his way. Yeah, he got his card so he can, you know, access the lift. Because I'm going to take my first jump. Chuckles. <laughs> oh, my last jump. I was like, wait, what? David? His name's David. David, there we go. Goodbye, Dad. I love you. Like, what? <laughs> Also, the mum and daughter don't notice that he left, I don't think. No, they don't. But they do notice the cat's gone. Because she starts screaming. Okay, here's something we haven't mentioned. Yeah? The girl. Yeah. I think she's a very good actress. I do too. I like her. I think that this movie is really a testament to her acting. Because she really has a lot of range in this. She's upset. She's happy. She's bratty. She's... She's got a whole range, and I feel like this is a great starting point. Like, I don't know this girl's career. She may have already been in... I guess she's already been in a few other things, but this is, like, a good starting-off point where 
where say when she in 25 years time wins the Oscar for Schindler's List 2 Schindler's Fist Returns yep <laughs> she can say she grabs it she she goes yeah grabs that Oscar by its little neck and says I got here because of nine lives and just like and everyone's says, like what she died she died and she goes no and they're like oh yeah I remember that film and she's like and if it wasn't and if it wasn't for Ryan Slowinski and Bartek talking about Nine Lives on Spin Polish Presents from 2016. Yeah, their episode of Unappreciated Masterpieces called Nine Lives, based on that film that I did. That film would not have been recognised as a brilliant piece of work, and my career would not have gotten off the ground for me to win this Oscar. Thank you, guys. And we're sitting there as geriatric old men with like... In 20 years. <laughs> in 25. Okay, We're sitting there in wheelchairs <laughs> with like IVs hooked up into our veins. And, and you're blind at this point. Yep. And you're just like, what did she say? And I'm just like, she thanked us. And then, you're, and then you just say something in Polish. And I'm like, I still don't know what you said. And someone behind us is like, I listened to that episode. They predicted this exact scene. Matthew McConaughey leans over, hasn't aged a day, because he just doesn't age. Matthew McConaughey leans over and goes, all right, all right, all right, all right, guys. Love your show. What am I going to be on? And we're like, it's over. It ended 24 years ago. 25. <laughs> no, no, because we're still happening now. I'm predicting that our show will end next year. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be like, I'll turn around and I'll be like, it was your <laughs> fault. It was your fault, Bartek, for suggesting for yourself to get that laser eye surgery. And that's why, because you're blind. And then Bruce Cook, who also has an age of day, is like, she stole her speech from the episode. No, no, Bruce Cook doesn't sound like that at all. Get it right. Bruce, Mate, she stole her. No, Bruce Cook would walk up with the crown of the English jewel on his head. He's declared king. He speaks yeah. the proper king's English and would be like, he would be like, this is a story about my ass. Because <laughs> oh, he wants to fame, because we talked about it in episode two, but she gets like episode 47 or something. For these people who are listening to this who have no idea of any of the references to previous movies we've done on this show, that's your fault, because we've talked about unappreciated masterpieces, and if you just can't keep up, well, we're going to put you in a mail delivery shoot. Rate five stars on iTunes. And uh, give us a re uh, written review if you want. Oh, these guys. Yep. Bartek. Look how hilarious this is. They're watching her blog channel. Like, that's the best part. The Queen girl. Cole. The girl. That's her channel. Like, it's a big channel where people are checking it out. Yeah. So, she's YouTube famous. Uh, yeah. She's also really into Instagram. But and I guess YouTube's just more fun for her. And also, she influences these people <coughs> to tase a cat. Well, she influences them to make a video about a cat, but they, they chose to use what's in their holsters. That's not a penis joke, guys. They actually they would off. kill that cat, yeah? Uh, it would fuck it up, for sure, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Remember what setting it's on? Did you have to set it to I, boil? Yeah. Boil. boil. I, I, that doesn't sound like an electricity kind of thing, but I... No. What do I know? Maybe they know how this works, but not defibrillators. Which one's your favourite security guy? 
I like Isaac Hayes' son. <laughs> really? I was thinking he looked a bit more like Willis from Kangaroo Jack. Was that his name? Wow. I thought you were going to say he looks like Keenan and Kel. He does look a bit like Keenan as well. I don't know which one he was. Keenan's the fat one. No, but, you know, it's Keenan. This is Rocky and Bullwinkle. He also, he also looks a bit like, like Ice Cube. So, you know. Or Ice T. You know, we're just listing fat black people. Look, look, look in the scene. He's clearly not wearing... Yeah. Anything. Mm. Yeah, come to think of it, when and I was watching, I'm like, what's that backpack when he was falling? Yeah, and then he jumps off, and then, I kid you not, in this next shot, the... No, not even that shot! Not even that shot! I know it definitely turned... Like, the shot where he turns, and I like that turn a lot, because it's not like he turns There it head. is! It's just yeah. there! It's just there! And it's like, yeah. oh! Now, this is a thing. I was saying... Films can be silly. Can you imagine the day that they hooked Romeo and Mel up to wires at a green screen? And they're like, now just imagine that you're falling and the cat's there. And he's just like, oh, okay, sure. And he's just like, oh, hi, Mr. Fuzzy Pants. And they're like, one take. That was perfect. Thanks, Robbie. And he's like, get me the fuck off of these wires. And can I just say, people, 1080p is the way to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's almost as glorious as you could imagine it. Wait, did was I right or right? Was he propelled forward when he... Mm, I don't know, but the cat's not. <laughs> now, the fireworks. Wouldn't it be... Oh, wouldn't it even be better if... Wouldn't it be better if the cat got hit by a firework and he just went flying? <laughs> I'm a sadistic motherfucker, but this movie brings... Well, it... no, no, it would be an That's adventure. That's the joy of this movie. It brings sadism out on you. <laughs> Meow, that hurt. I like how the subtitles didn't put an exclamation mark in there. Just, <laughs> meow, that hurt. He didn't yell it. He was like, meow, that hurt. See, look, he wasn't really launched forward. There's no cat body anywhere. So he's dead, the cat. But then we find out he ain't dead. Maybe he landed in the backpack. Well, technically, he lost a life. Yeah, now he if only we believe has what Christopher one Walken more says. life left, yeah? No, two, I believe. Um, For some reason, the cat, he said that it lost seven lives, so it's on its second yeah, last Yeah, what one. was that about? Yeah. For, for a movie called Nine Lives, they don't really... You know, Maybe this is it. like the ninth film and the lives... Or the eighth, I believe, should be, wouldn't it? Nah, this is the last one. Oh, were there some where it didn't die? Yeah. So it'd be like three lives two. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, no, it would be like four lives cubed. You know, like <laughs> four lives square. S- seven lives resurrection. Redemption arc. <laughs> Redemption. Arc. I love that Kevin Spacey's looking off screen. Like I know he's looking at the TV, but it looks like he's just like. That's the thing about films. He's obviously looking at someone and they're like, good job, Kevin. And they're giving him a thumbs up and he's like, oh man, I can't wait to do the collar scene. What, that's getting deleted? Oh, damn. Mm. I'd love to listen to the director's commentary on this to find out how he yeah, feels about the movie not going as well as it could have done. Ian, Ian, you were right, Ian. I don't know how you're going to get out of this. I hate cats. And then he proceeds to be taken to Christopher Walken. Here's the thing. Because he's wearing a suit, I got confused. I thought that was a body bag. And I'm like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, at least he's alive as a cat. Yeah. I guess. Does that mean that the cat and the human body, if that is true, died? Yeah. So he learns nothing. Uh, Kevin Spacey, he still hates cats. <laughs> he How do you to... feel about that? I think he learned to be just a tiny bit more tolerant. 
No, he learned to be a better dad. Look, there he is. And he's like, be quiet, shush. And it's like, time's passed. It's like, oh, he failed. He keeps him as a cat. Well, I guess... Because if he was like, oh, you're going to get your redemption story, he wouldn't. He never had Kevin Spacey locked up in a cage. To be fair, that cat that he was in was already bought, though. What do you mean? Kevin Spacey already bought that cat, so it was already out of the store. But, like, he still let him run around and do things like he didn't keep him in a cage well, he in his was, store he also wasn't the first person to find him no and by the time but, he did find him he'd already been uh, like, he, taken possession of yeah but he had every opportunity to take him remember she hands him over at one point to Christopher Walken and he's like you sure and then also they asked Christopher Walken to come to their house and he could have just taken him then because he had enough authority to be like, I can snip him. Well, I guess... The- like, you know, I mean, he is a, a, a... Like, in terms of mythos, like, we did a film called Winter's Tale that had a lot of mythology. Yeah, uh, Allegories and all that. He's an angel, uh, Christopher Walken. You know, like, or at least some guardian force. He's a bit more chaotic than your usual one. Like, he's a, a I guess, like a trickster. Oh, additional cat voices. Oh. Sonnenfelds. Oh, so the director and his wife did the voices. Oh, Tom Cat direct- sounds John Olson. Oh, there you go, Johnny Boy. Yeah. So, so like, Christopher Walken's like an angel or guardian figure in which he's trying to write people's lives, Maybe. but he does it in this weird way of making them into cats. But if that's his goal, he wouldn't lock them up in cages unless their time has passed and they failed. Maybe he's just a realist. He's like, oh... Uh, this guy Tom, has no redeeming no, no. Tom, Tom Brand's a family man He can redeem himself through his family This guy is just a business guy But cats don't really belong but to businesses here's, so. here's the thing though He, that Ian Had more redeeming qualities Throughout the whole entire film Than what we got of Kevin Spacey at the start Other than Kevin Spacey has a daughter like, that was the only redeeming thing, is Kevin Spacey has the ability to change because he has a daughter. Yeah, but While the business guy, Ian, I feel, he was right in what he was doing, but it was the way he was doing it was wrong. Like, he was too, like, cold and ethical. But the reasoning for why was completely justified, completely he fair. He was cold and manipulative, but Kevin Spacey just had a big ego. He had a big ego. He was cold and manipulative too. Like he was harsh, brash, an asshole, uncaring. Well, I feel like the other guy is like that too, but with less of the ego and more of the potential to become a good person than what we saw Kevin Spacey at the start of the movie. Obviously, the movie is a journey of Kevin Spacey righting his wrongs. Maybe. And I feel like the Ian character should have the ability to do that too, but who knows? Maybe... Christopher Walken just said you don't have a big enough ego to even have a shot at redemption. You're not Kevin Spacey. You so don't have cares. the will. You need bouncers to do your work. And then he looks at the bouncers like, but they're fine people. I won't turn them into cats. Hmm. So, the movie is officially ended. The credits are rolling. And it was an emotional time. I think it's time for our ratings and a review. Uh, I'll go with my rating and review first. Um... This movie was a journey and a half. It's a hard one to pin down. Like we've mentioned, it is important of when this movie came out because this is the newest movie we've done on our show. It's still very recent. It's still maybe not out where you are listening to it. Who knows? But Like Australia. Like Australia. But apart from all of that intrigue, the movie itself is decent. 
it is well shot, well choreographed, well edited. The acting is superb, of course. We've got the great Christopher Walken. We've got the great Kevin Spacey, the okay Jennifer Garner, and the great Robbie Amell. And the young girl, I, I, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. And, and you know, the, the cast is perfect. I think the music is sweet. And I feel that the story is an age, a timeless story. It, it ages well, well. Like, it's an idea that we've all wondered about of of man and animal and what like the differences between and all this kind of stuff and you know the shaggy dog stories have dealt with this and this is the one where it's with cats because that's the thing i think it's easy to say but like you're a cat owner but i think it's easy to say humanity as a whole kind of you know project man's best friend man's best friend is dog yeah and that's because dogs like i said you can project so much onto dogs like Mm -hmm. You understand a dog more than you can understand a cat. Mm-hmm. And I think that this movie is dealing with something interesting by making it a cat and having Kevin Spacey as a cat because Kevin Spacey, as an actor, is usually cast as cold, calculating, and unfeeling or you don't know what his intentions are a lot of the time as a character, Kevin Spacey's characters. And that's what a cat is. A lot of the time, you know, stereotypically, you know, worldwide, you know, like cats are usually like unpredictable. You don't, you can't relate to them as for, you know, not saying anything against cat people, but like, you know, dogs. Characterizations of cats tend to not be as friendly as characterizations of dogs. Exactly. And I think Kevin Spacey being cast as that is (laughs) footage footage of of the cat clips. clips. So if I have anything to say about this movie is go see it. If it's at your local cinema, it may well still be. Go see this movie, buy it on DVD, and watch the mastery of this piece of cinematic brilliance. It is a movie that is modern but nostalgic at the same time, without coming across as contrived. I think that's a major thing with Hollywood now, is we're throwing back a lot. A lot of movies are throwbacks to... A lot of movies and TV shows are throwback to the 1980s. And eventually it's going to be the 1990s. And this movie is throwing back to the mid-2000s, which is not that long ago. But it's doing it in a way that those movies that are throwing back to the 80s aren't doing right. It's doing it whilst also standing on its own two feet. Or pause. No. My rating for this movie would be... Um, uh, what would one wait? If I had to give it a rating, it's hard not to say I give it nine lives out of nine. When I watched this movie yesterday, I'm like, I swear to God, if either Ryan or Kate <laughs> give it a lives rating, I'd be like, yes, lying fruit. It's nine lives out of nine. Oh, all of them, okay. <laughs> all right, Ryan. It's nine out of nine. Nine out of nine. That's still 100%. My feelings on this movie, very similar. I like the fact that it was just... Straight to the point, this is what the movie is. Yeah, you've heard of it, but we're doing it again. And, whether you like it or not, people will watch it. People liked it. People, Well, some people liked it, as we'll find out very soon, I'm sure. This movie, it has a lot of elements to it that you might not see with the naked eye. Like, well, Ryan's review right there was saying kind of the things that you can see about it, but as we've discussed in this episode, 
there are a lot of conversation points of what what exactly is going on in the meat of the matter such as uh what is the deal with the lore of this movie mm. obviously there's magic there but is there a scientific element there there's also the metaphors we can find in this movie like the one that i uh brilliantly and handsomely calculated earlier <laughs> with rareware versus microsoft in the banjo kazooie series yeah that felt really smooth and handsome um and there's also the points of yeah it is similar to the shaggy dog but look at the title guys it's not the shaggy dog it's nine lives and the shaggy dog nine lives those are two elements that refer to animals that are not alike. Cats and dogs. This guy in this movie was Kevin Spacey. The guy in that movie was Tim Allen. Those names don't even rhyme. They don't even look <laughs> similar. Yeah. I bet they're not even the same person. I don't know. I've never seen them in a movie together. Well, Kevin Spacey has the same last name as George Jetson's boss. Tim Allen doesn't. You got me there. <laughs> there we go right What's there. What's the name of Fred Flintstone's boss? Uh, Mr. It's either Slade or Stone. I can't remember. Uh, not Alan. Not Alan, no. So, so you see- wait, wait. Are you telling me that Tim Allen and Woody Allen are related? They might be, but as you just noticed, I related one of these films to Hanna-Barbera, but not the other. That's another difference. There are differences to this film. Even if they seem silly... Like the ones that I've just mentioned, can you look me in the eye and say that those things aren't different? And as we know, in the future, Bartek will be blind and have no eyes, so you better look in his eye right you, now you've and tell him. You've got to listen to me right now when I'm not blind, because this is where I say the things that matter. In 25 years' time, where we're talking about 24 years prior, I am going to be useless. Well, we don't know that. But maybe people, people maybe will, you'll do something. I hope people love me at least. Maybe you'll become a meme. I'll still be handsome, though. Yeah, without your eyes. <laughs> Well, at the sight, I'll still have eyes. Unless I'll be like Popeye and I'll be missing No, no, eye. you're missing your eyes because you got laser eye surgery and they burned out oh, your Oh, but eye. they actually use, like, super lasers instead of yeah. laser eye surgery lasers. Yeah, yeah. Like, you went to a Bond villain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like, like... And Kevin Spacey played a parody of a Bond villain in Goldmember. Did Tim Allen? No. Um, not in Austin Powers, no. No. Guys... This film is not the Shaggy Dog. But this film is an unappreciated masterpiece like the Shaggy Dog. It's just... I know it's semantics, but you just need to know the difference and know that when there are differences, there are different things to admire. That is kind of the core of this whole unappreciated masterpieces show. We've done over 45 episodes at this point. And every single one, we've managed to say different things. We've managed to relate them to previous movies. But they're all different. 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 Especially the two Scooby-Doo movies. Yes. Very different. And my rating is going to be different from the one Ryan gave. You see, it's like the co-hosts are also different. We have to admire our own differences, even when we have similarities. Even though we're both Polish. Even though we're both Polish. And we're both handsome. And we're both pure. And we're both peers. Unlike our guest, who couldn't be here because they were cat. Yeah, she's not human at the moment, so, you know, Some would argue that she never was. If I had to give this movie a rating... See, that's something Ryan says, that if I had to, that's a similarity. I would give this movie the parachute that 
David had on his back, but instead of there being, you know, the, the thing that propels you down... It's, the parachute, yeah. Yeah, instead of the parachute, <laughs> inside the bag, it's Kazooie. He'll just, you know, hover down a bit. I wouldn't be great instead of it's inside of the bag, it's just a banjo. At least I get to play a tune while I die. Alright, so we've got Bartek and I have correlated together. Reviews from other places. Bartek has comments. From YouTube. And from YouTube, and I've got reviews from IMDb. I'm going to read two <coughs> reviews first off from IMDb. First one, you ready? Eight stars. Calling all cat lovers. You have to watch this. That's the title. Obviously from 2016. We <clears throat> we almost didn't watch this movie because the ratings were so bad. I am so sorry I waited this long. I went out with my sister and my kids aged 10 and 7. We laughed the whole way through. It was such a funny movie. I loved all the characters, especially frustrated Mr. Fuzzy Pants. <laughs> the supporting characters were great, especially Christopher Walken and Cheryl Hines. Jennifer Garner and the girl cast as her daughter were beautiful and perfectly cast. Yes, the story was a little predictable, but it didn't matter. The cat antics were hysterical. Cat lovers and Kevin Spacey lovers will enjoy this film. We wanted an enjoyable family summer movie, and we got it. Please go watch this movie. It's just a great last hurrah before school starts. Smiley face. Oh, are they are they from America? Were they yeah, of course. September. Yep. So point out ones that aren't from 2016. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, next one's ten stars. Absolutely underrated. Prepaid bad publicity? Like, that's the question that they ask within this. Ten stars. This is a light-hearted... No, sorry. I've got to get this right. This is a light-hearted comedy. Unlike Star Treks and the likes or cheesy teen comedies, easy to sit through. Good not only for teens, though, a bit offensive for cats. (laughs) <laughs> offensive for cats yeah. okay acting and casting are not for disappointments this is from America by the way okay. yeah. <laughs> not for disappointments I rate it 9 lives plus 1 for its longer life and against dog lovers low ratings discriminating habitually against little cats on big screen after all it is thought provocative With a cat character brought to life by compelling and intelligent cat star. The young actress as Tom's daughter, Rebecca, is sweet and innocent. Childlike. (laughs) She's a child. (laughs) Uh, um, This movie is absolutely underrated. Prepaid bad publicity? Like, that's how they end it, too. Like, they're not too sure. So they open a question at the end. They ask it again. Yeah. Like, new information has been brought out. Do you have a different answer? Brilliant. All right. So I found a lot of comments from, I think, just one of the trailer videos. (laughs) Not two, but only a few from the second one. Um, They're all over the place in terms of their affinity with the film. Some liked it. Some liked it. Some hated it. Some made very... Uh, recurring comments. So the first one, it's one of the first ones I found very, it's it's just a reaction to the trailer. I kept thinking this was a fake trailer. Like one big gag. But it just 
kept going. Which, you know, that ties into some of the things that we talked about in this episode, where people thought that it might have been a joke, that it might have been cashing in on the movies like The Shaggy Dog from the mid-2000s, but no, as we found out, it's not. It's not. not Alright, this one is... This one's a more optimistic one. This is the comment. Really hope Kevin Spacey gets that third Oscar. This could be it. (laughs) And there were some responses. First response, <laughs> definitely. This is such a great movie. He's going to have to pull mo- put multiple Razzies on his shelf. Oh, no. The next response, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the third response, yeah! Four exclamation marks, colon, capital D. <laughs> so it's, yeah, D. Yep. <laughs> uh, another one. This sounds like that Rob Schneider joke from South Park. Response, Probably would have been worth seeing if he was the cat. Imagine him as a cat. Uh-huh. The next response. Where's XDX? Pet, 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 pig, pop, 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 poop, 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 poop in the face, got the poop in my face, and poop in the face, got the poop in their face, and poop and pee, poop, and pee, poop in my face. And the last response. Shut up, stupid six-year-old. That was perfect, Martin. <laughs> yep. Um, and I'll just read one more quickly before give we go back one, to you. Give me one. Give me one. All right, this is someone who's also pointed out the South Park joke, and he wants to improvise with other commenters. So oh, like, he's setting it up, and the rest will follow. So <clears throat> an antagonist. Kevin Spacey is a high-powered executive who seems to have it all, but he's about to become record scratch a cat, and he's about to find out. And this is where the next person comes in. In a world. And the next response, Rob Schnitter! <laughs> <laughs> so that one didn't work out the way he wanted to, but that's it. <laughs> well, let's go back to you, Rob. The next one is from Long Beach, New York. Like, yeah. it specifically has the location. It's so funny, witty, and original is the title. <coughs> Calm York down. State. Calm down. 10 out of 10. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> but wow, I have never seen the obvious crime commuted against the director, producer, and actors. Is that the title? No, that's the first sentence. Okay. The title was so funny, witty, and original. Commuted against the the director, producer, and actors. But why? We'll never know why. (laughs) That's the (laughs) next sentence. Maybe the director didn't leave a big enough tip to one of the head critic's nieces at the corner diner. Maybe the producer took the wrong guy's parking space? Or make a bee. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Spacey didn't sign the critic's wife an autograph. Whatever the reason is that Nine Lives was so unfairly treated, even before it was released, has nothing to do with how funny and entertaining Nine Lives was. I apologize that this review is... Just about the integrity of greasy palmed Hollywood movie critics, that their goal is to influence the public to the point of movies' financial success or or demise. And I am sure it's just as plain as day that Nine Lives was kicked in the balls from first day of shooting. Such a shame. Mm. See, they have an answer that we didn't even think of, which is people like us, critics, reviewers, people analyze movies they're the ones 
who undermine these. I'm not saying Roger Ebert's ghost influenced this movie's <laughs> failure, but I think he did. Next one is called Much Better Than I Expected. It is eight stars. <clears throat> My girlfriend... Okay. <laughs> I've already you've already, you've already stopped? <laughs> I've already <laughs> prepared myself for this. Okay. My girlfriend made sad faces at me until I agreed to go see... Until I agreed to go and see this with her today. And the movie is much, much better than I had anticipated from the trailers and promos I had seen. And then in brackets, read. Bene- read. Been shown against my will. Like, that, you just have to put that there. Okay, I see. I went in with a bad attitude and was pleasantly surprised. Some cheap CGI is to be expected, but doesn't ruin the movie. The trailers do a terrible job of advertising the strengths of the film! All caps. Was that its own, like, paragraph? That was its own paragraph. (laughs) It is a surprisingly mature and well-developed plot and doesn't (laughs) dwell too long on either the sappy bits of the humour, the sappy bits or the humour. It is a very plot-driven... It is very plot-driven and and has nicely well-developed main characters, except for the cartoonish villain. All of the movie... All of the movie both makes sense and flows very well. I rather liked Mr. Spacey's character arc over the course of the movie. Just the right amount of jerk at the very beginning and not too much lovey-dovey at the end. Mr. Amell does a very good job as an aspiring businessman and an underappreciated son. Oh, underappreciated, almost like unappreciated, like this movie. Though, again, the villain he plays against is weak. Miss Weissman plays a solid, rich child middle schooler, though I suspect the part was intended to be a younger child. And most importantly, Christopher Walken's character was not overused or trite like the previews suggested. Unfortunately, there were some love or not fake-outs with Miss Garner, but... Oh, well. Do they mean will they or won't they? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) When you size it up against the in-genre competition, it frankly blows it all away. Not necessarily a children's movie like you might expect and worth the price of admission. My girlfriend would like to add... (laughs) My girlfriend would like to add that the celebrity cat cameos are too short, which which seems like a good thing to me. Okay. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the, all the cats were I'm like... sorry, the girlfriend thing cracks me up. My girlfriend made sad faces at me. <laughs> and i read one more. You sh- okay. Yeah, because it's only a few. This one's called Goof and Good Casting. Nine stars. <clears throat> Anyone who owns a cat knows you don't put their food and water next to the litter box. <laughs> My granddaughter asked why. I asked her would you want to eat your dinner next to the toilet? But kudos to the casting. The actress who played the daughter looks like she could be the daughter of Jennifer Garner. I have to write 10 lines? (laughs) Oh, here we go again. (laughs) I have to write 10 lines, but I've already said what I want to say. What I want to say. Well, now I'm up to six lines. This will probably get rejected because I'm running on on I'm running on about nothing now. I've heard of too many lines, but this is the first time I've heard of too few. Man, two more lines to create. 
What shall I say? Thank you, IMDb, for the opportunity to write this. I hope you use it. <laughs> the end. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so some more comments, and I've got a lot. Um, this one is a back-and-forth exchange between cynicism and... Optimism. Optimism, more enthusiasm. Hmm. This is literally the most generic and predictable premise for a movie I have ever seen. First response. Actually, this is one of the weirdest and least generic premises for a movie you've ever seen. (laughs) And this... No, it isn't. (laughs) And this response here is the longest comment I have uh, of this bunch. In my opinion, this movie is going to suck. Here are my reasons why this movie is going to suck. First of all, it's unoriginal, because a story in which a human turns into an animal have been done many times before. For example, the Shaggy Dog, brackets, the old one, not the terrible Tim Allen one. Oh, well. (laughs) The second reason why it's going to suck is the humour. Oh god, the humour, it looks painfully unfunny, like there's this one part in the trailer where Kevin Spacey cat takes a dump in a woman's purse and... That just made me cringe. Third, the acting sounds like crap. The CGI and its pop culture references. And my fourth and last reason is that <laughs> it is gonna be... Sorry. My fourth and last reason is that is going to be a box office bomb because it's releasing on the same day as Suicide Squad where many people would rather see the nine... See than nine lives. And those are my reasons why I think this movie is gonna suck. He says this movie is going to suck a lot in that. Wow, he knows a lot. Next response. No, it's actually a very odd film with very few cliches. There aren't more than a handful of films that have done similar stuff. This is not a defense of the film. And the last response. No, it's not. It really surprised me. Such a good message. Smiley face. (laughs) So you see, it's all about your perspective. Some people think it's going to suck because it looks cringy. Some people just want to have a good time and in turn they will have a good time now this next one's going to require me to do a Christopher Walken impression oh that's always gold <laughs> yep so the initial comment this is in all caps and this isn't where I'm doing the impression Christopher Walken you are in the deer hunter what are you doing <laughs> my god man <laughs> of all actors Christopher Walken is the what are you doing man kind of actor go on the two responses are... <laughs> it's true. The two responses are in quotes, so, like, they're doing responses. <clears throat> and I'll do it whispering. You know, I still gotta eat. Gotta pay. For all those houses, gotta pay for that alimony. And the next response... Look, kid, I was already in the country beds. <laughs> I can't exactly say that this is a step down for me. I personally like the fact that they put a full stop between the country and bears, so that you have to read it as the country bears. Yep. Next comment. (laughs) We should do that on the show. (coughs) Okay, Bartek. It's okay. He's got a bad case of lymphoma. Bad case of the dying. Uh, Next comment. He's allergic to cats. How much did they pay Spacey to be in this bullshit meh? Still better than Ghostbusters. (laughs) <laughs> and this one had a lot of responses but I just kept a few was this response around before or after Ghostbusters came out uh, it would be after right because it came out around Suicide Squad wasn't that after Ghostbusters yeah but with Nine Lives oh, go on alright anyway um, 
Alright, no. This movie is far worse than the new Ghostbusters. At least the new Ghostbusters succeeded in making people laugh and in bold he wrote, at moments. <laughs> Next response, you're probably a dog lover. <laughs> and last response, I'm sorry, just let me face palm at this comment and then rethink why I decided to look through the YouTube comments section. It's people like this that baffle me. Like, why would you go somewhere and complain about it? People are monsters. If he looked at the good comments that I've brought here, I think he would rethink. Not including his one, though. Uh, should I read some more, or do you yeah, want to read go? two more. All right. Because I only have two more left. This one is... Um... Please. Um, Hit me. It's a... It's... It's a philosophical one, I guess. The initial comment, God is dead. <laughs> yeah? First response, and we are the ones who killed him. <laughs> Second response, mm-hmm. Fourth response, God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Wow, I didn't realise this was a philosophy class. Yeah. Fourth response, it's a vicious cycle. And the last response, he doesn't care anymore. He knows we fucked up movies... Sorry. He knows we fucked movies up, which was the last bit of entertainment he got from us. God likes our movies. Yeah, now he, we fucked it up with nine lives, I guess. Yeah. More. I'll do, I'll do the last two. Now, the best way to describe these last two that I have is wild. Yeah. This one is ten stars. I'll read the title. The title is one of those ones that bleed into the <coughs> start of the review. Right. The title is... My girlfriend would not give me head. <laughs> right. <clears throat> okay. My girlfriend would not give me head. Until I took her to this movie. Fellas, you're wasting a golden opportunity to get in good with your girl. Nine Lives is an adorable romp around a serious topic we've neglected. Cat rights. The local cat lady I spoke to thought that this is the Spartacus of all cat movies. And Cat Fancy is doing a three-page spread on the long-reaching effects of this that this movie will be. Some say that I am a Jennifer Garner apologist. <laughs> that, that's one sentence. <laughs> Some say that I am a Jennifer Garner apologist. Per-lease. They wrote per-lease as in P-U-H dash. Mm -hmm. Oh, so not per. No. Okay, I thought it was doing a pun. Per-lease. Per-lease. I'll be the brave one and say that I did not care for Electra. I hate them even more that they spelled her name with a K. So, you know, I'm being honest. A time-honored classic and an oral to boot. How can I give this anything but a 10? Go, 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 see it. And then the last one is from a, a place that Bartek will already know how this review is going to be written. <laughs> is it India? Moscow. Moscow, okay. I had much fun. <laughs> nine stars. Oh, boy. That is nice and funny. <laughs> keep going, Ryan, keep going. That is nice and funny movie. <laughs> yeah, God. Yes, I can't say I was laugh as crazy as I usual, as I usual do at the comedies. But anyway, this cartoon. <laughs> okay. This cartoon made me smile all the time. 
<laughs> all the time. Yes, I don't laugh at the comedies, but anyway, this cartoon made me smile all the time. What is really important about this movie is that the kids had fun while watched it. And adults, and adult persons with them. <laughs> everyone, everyone felt positive and nice feelings. Aww. <laughs> that is really very beautiful and bright movie with very many funny characters. That's one sentence. <laughs> the story, the story is not hard for understandings. That's why it's easy to sit throughs. Wish to see more movie just like this one. Yeah, that was good. I like that review. <laughs> All right, let's come out the rest of these comments. Don't come too much. All right, these this one here. What a refreshing new idea with perfectly cast actors. Did they write perfectly? No, they didn't. Oh, the stony face. Sorry, the stony chiselled face of Kevin Spacey radiates fatherly warmth. <laughs> the cat CGI looks so natural. <laughs> Whoever approved this movie should get a raise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the movie approval agency. Well, that was the right. best comment so far. Yeah, um, this is... This Give is, that man a raise! This next <laughs> comment, it's only like seven words long. Um, sorry, eight. It brings up a recurring point in some of these comments that we didn't actually bring up throughout this oh boy. thing. It's, um, this film is the cat version of Click. It does have Christopher Walken in it. It does have it. Christopher Walken as like a mysterious story. But it doesn't... It... Okay. So it, it I'm going to have to give that some time to think about. Yeah. I th- you know what it makes me have to do? I have to watch Click again. Yeah, I, I do too. I have it at home, I think. Yeah, I do. It's in Adam Sandler collection. Alright, um... This next comment. Oh, it's, it's from... It's another cynicism versus happy oh, one. good. A meme film? A fucking meme film? And the response? Meme films are the best films. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let your memes be dreams. Alright. Oh, this... Okay, this one, I... Okay. First comment. Fuck the haters. This movie's gonna be epic. Response. No, it's gonna be cancer and shit. Suicide Squad's gonna be so much better. They were proved wrong by that. Next response. Best CSGO content and more. You know cancer is a real thing that kills people and you're using it as a roast to a movie? Wow. The response. I can care less what you... I can care less. You're like seven saying that LMAO. Fuck off, kitty. And I made a note here. Many comments about channel names, profile pics, and calling each other kid later. <laughs> we have this final response. We have almost an infinite amount of time in this world, dumbass. <laughs> Apparently, we have an almost infinite amount of time in this world. Is that the world. comment? Yeah. I I think that was the most profound one, and we had a conversation about nihilism in the comment section earlier about <laughs> God being dead, and yeah. that was the most profound one. Yeah. And he ended up with dumbass, just to give it a Yeah, does he make him like a real man? Mm. Like an everyman? It's like if I just sat here to you, and I'm like... Said something really profound, but I didn't add dick one at the end. Like, you wouldn't think it was me. Like, you know, if I just sat here and I was just like, you know, time is relative and we are living in but a dream. And existence is a tapestry within that dream network. Dickwad. <laughs> I finally heard every single word you said before dickwad once you said dickwad. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's Ryan, not some professor that they got in. All right, next comment. 
WTF? Did Spacey lose a bet or owes massive debts to the Mafia? Apparently the Mafia was behind this movie. Respo- they, you know the Mafia, they love cats. But response to that, Ryan, the response, I hear Oscar buzz around this already. Kevin obviously just wants that golden statue again. He is showing range. I hear Oscar purrs. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, this is another emotional exchange. The first comment is, that's a pretty cat. It's so cute. And the response, you lost your mind! <laughs> <laughs> Why are they so aggressive on YouTube? Like, at least with IMDb, they're very formal. <laughs> like, they're these old women that write reviews. <laughs> like, you know, when they say at the start of the review, hey, hi, hello there. What? I have to write more lines? What should I put in at the end of this line? I guess I should thank the site for giving me the opportunity. It's always great when they thank people for reading. <laughs> um, next comment. This movie is just like that movie in which man turns into dog. I think movie name is Shaggy Dog. I think so. It's all one sentence. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. They, they could have looked it up. And no capitalization. Next comment. Only a stupid person would bath a cat. And in brackets, unless the cat got full of grease or chemicals. Cats oh. clean themselves. They are, air quotes, not dogs. Oh. Dog people are sometimes dumb. P.S. Cats rule! Do you not bathe animals? Well, they, they lick themselves, Ryan. Yeah, but That's that, their bathing. But that, that cat had incredibly long fur. Maybe it got, like, shit in it. Look, I'm, not, I'm not saying no and, cat and needs to we be never bathed. Saw, but... Here's something, too. Randomly. Yeah. I don't think that cat ever licked itself in the whole entire movie. Uh, other cats in the store did, but... Uh, but not Kevin that one. Spacey's cat, no. Never. He refused. He so drank, he, he would drank, need he, a bathe. He drank, though. He drank, but he would need a bathe. Well, he did get bathed, so, so there you go. A little bit of cleverness. Take that, comments. Yeah. Let's see. Next comment. Oh, this is the one that I read. Shaggy dog much? What are you talking about? Tim was a dog. Kevin's a cat. It's like apples and oranges. <laughs> I love that. Right. Like, there's, that's it of that. Well, I've read it already at the beginning. No, I love it. All right, got four more. So, this comment. So, it's like Shaggy dog, but with cats. Nice. See, that, that kind of puts it into all perspective. Like, the whole argument here. Yes, there are similarities, but there are differences too, and that's nice. Can I just read this top bit? The, the first? Yeah. yeah. Why is there a dick asshole who just goes up to a person, turns him <laughs> into a fucking cat? I haven't even seen this movie, and I hate him. So that's the initial comment. <laughs> <laughs> Response. He is not a, quote, person. If you see the movie, he's like the quote, Destiny, who is trying to give that dad a chance to enjoy and be with his family before he dies. That person, sorry, that guy who turns the dad into a cat is the angel of death, giving dad a lesson. Response, that guy's a dick too. So I got two more. Ryan, you're peeking. I'm peeking. Right, second last one, and none of these last two have responses. They're just standalone comments. Good. First one. I should have them on my tomb. Uh, this one you should have on your tomb because I think it references something we've talked about in the past. This seems like it's going to be a good movie. Finally, more comedy movies for families, not dirty-minded frat boys. Hashtag Mr. Fuzzy Pants. Putting hashtags on your gravestones. <laughs> and the final comment, and Ryan, will this one be topped? And it's in all caps, Kitty Cat Man! <laughs> Thank you, Vertic. And that's all the comments. A lot of comments this time. There was a lot. 
But as always, <coughs> you guys, thank you for tuning in to the show and to listening to us talk about these unappreciated masterpieces because, you know, it's understandable. People may find it hard to listen to a podcast that goes for over two hours about a movie that only came out this year. That is a movie where Kevin Spacey turns into a cat. But if you made it through this rock and roller roller coaster ride, rock and roll and roller coaster ride of Nine Lives, and we're willing to hear other people's thoughts as well as our own, then you guys are the true heroes. As always, thank you guys for listening. We have uh, a Facebook page in which you can suggest to us uh, movies you want us to do on the show, such as, you know, who knows? We may not have done Nine Lives. And you could have been wanting that, and we would not have done it if we didn't know about it, and that's the thing. Basically, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Spin Polish Presents on our Facebook, or hey, you can give us a rating on uh, iTunes, uh, or drop a comment on Podbean, perhaps. Who knows? It's up to you. It's your destiny. Mm, you're the angel of death. As always, you guys have been great, fantastic, amazing, wonderful, meowing people. Mm-hmm. Until next time, be kind to each other. Yes. Have a good... Oh, look! What's that? Is that a potion? Ooh, a potion. What does it say on the label? Asks me to I can't read loud. Polish. Uh, it says, become a cat potion. I don't know what that means, Ryan, but I think I'm going to have a little swig of it. Oh, no! What's happening to me? Oh, no. Oh, no! I've become a meow. Coming this summer, Bartek's new groove. Hey baby, you like cats? Cause I'm a cat. <laughs> that's my that's my pickup line, you see. Wait a second, you're a hu- Oh fuck, I just I just had to find bestiality. Um, shit. <laughs>